All right. Cheers. Cheers to episode 47. Cheers. Big wave golden ale cone and brewing company. Ooh, I want to see what Evan's got. I got whiskey. A whiskey drink. Got a little mix. Um, gin and lemonade. Mm, gin lemon seven. Without sure. the seven. Yeah, I like that. I put, I'm trying out orange bitters for the first time in my life tonight. Not in Weird, my life, but first time owning it this weekend. in my apartment, owning it and mixing it into a drink. Obviously, when you give them at bars, they have it. Anyways, tonight is Monday, November 22nd, Overreaction Mondays. Uh, it's 8.18 p.m. And LeBron James is public enemy number one in the city of Detroit. Leave it to LeBron to just, you know, in the thick of football season, really stir up a story this week. Um, before we get into that and our thoughts on what took place in Little Caesars Arena, how was everyone's week? And what's new with you guys? My week was good. Went to went up north for Deer Can. Uh, opening day was last Monday. Um, so we went up this weekend, Evan and I both. And we went to listeners. the Traverse City area, um, specifically Kingsley, Michigan. Um, same place we went for our camping trip this summer. Uh, I saw some deer. I saw a coyote. Really? Yeah. You want to see the video? Yeah, show me after. Okay, I'll show you. And, uh, yeah. And Evan didn't see a single thing. Is this true, Evan? You saw nothing. Facts, correct. Didn't see a single thing. Everybody else that went on a hunting trip saw at least one deer. I barely saw four like anymore. Evan did see a turkey fly. That's While riding the back of a four-wheeler backwards. So, yes, technically I did see it. That is worth something. Well, when you say fly, do you, like how did turkeys get off the ground? Uh, I'd say it was probably 30, 40 feet. Yeah, Grant, this was high. It was, I would say it was a little bit higher. And I was shocked how high the turkey was. 40 feet. I don't think I've ever seen a turkey flying above me like that. It was pretty weird. Something, though. Were any shots fired in the woods? No, none of that. From the collective unit? No. I don't think so. Is this the least takeaway of a deer camp in history? No, deer camp's about the camaraderie and just, you know, hanging with the guys. Any deer haven't been shot. Any podcast safe? camaraderie stories then no I didn't, I didn't get no anything funny and worth mentioning cannot be mentioned i don't think ah we didn't make it the fun trip fun because alex just wanted to get there thursday night right because the other adults the supposed adults stopped in mount pleasant at soaring eagle at 3 p.m by the time we were driving around past there around nine they were still there and I guess we could have stopped, theoretically. But I, you know, didn't want to because I wanted to hunt the next morning and get up at 5 o'clock. And uh, needless to say, not everyone on that casino trip made the hunt the next morning. They didn't get to the house until after Evan and I were already asleep. And wow. Then, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what that says about you guys, about them. That's surprising that the, the group of – the men, the adults, was just like, let's just rip it. Well, these adults always are known to rip it on the way up. A two-hour drive turns into seven hours. It's almost a guarantee. 
Evan, your perspective of uh, Deer Camp or anything else you did this week? Slash weekend? Uh, this week, uh, Wednesday, Great Bassville game took place. Um, oh, God. We didn't mention that. That could have just slipped under the radar with all that happened this week yeah. in Michigan sports. Jab. Um, pure domination. One money on the game, so I feel good about that. Um, not a gambling endorsement. Not a gambling endorsement. Unless you're fading Butler, then definitely an <laughs> endorsement. Because they stink. And yeah, Thursday made the trip up there. Friday, Saturday, hunted. It was a good time. Quality time. I think that was about the highlight of... Oh, I just started binge-watching a show. Um, this is started big. doing that last night. What just job? started. Um, so I have this list on my phone from all the friends' recommendations of shows that I should watch. And I completely ignored it and just started binge-watching one of my favorite childhood shows. <laughs> so you've already seen it. You're a loser. Uh, well, it's like seasons. It's not really like – you don't really have to watch them in order, but I just started from season one. I just restarted re-watching Survivor. Hmm. Season one. That's on Netflix. You can watch that Netflix? all yes. 41, 42 seasons if you have Paramount. It's on Netflix, I think, too. There's 40 seasons. Yes. 40 It's like seasons. two a year. Over 40 seasons. For 20 years. I've never really watched it. What? Great show. How do you think? You guys think you would do good in that show? Yes. <laughs> um, a typical Survivor fan, you watch it, like, oh, I definitely would win. Um, it's kind of cringy to watch season one and how bad the players were at Survivor. Um, now with, like, you know more stuff. Um, um, deep cut. I think I could. Evan and I at daycare used to play Survivor with all the other daycare members. <laughs> and we were sweet at it. So I would be great at it. Put me in the woods. Put me on Survivor. How do you play it against there's like like as kids there's like 12 of us and we did challenges and then we voted people off and we played survivor in the basement and it was awesome we had forts and like you know pretended we were scrounging for food had alliance meetings backstabbed people it's phenomenal it's great stuff that is wild to be doing in like daycare yeah they were like nine ten years old on your guys' journey in the car, are you guys getting any good road trip snacks? What were the road trip snacks like? Um, I had Chick-fil-A. I, I saw Alex down. Somebody <laughs> down Chick-fil-A as fast as possible on the way up there. It was one of the fastest eating moments I ever had. so hungry, and I just, just downed my Chick-fil-A. I was just, it felt like I was in a hurry, so I had to eat fast. Was the drive home Sunday miserable? Uh, you know... Well, that shit went by pretty fast. It was miserable when Evan, when I dropped Evan off in East Lansing and had another hour and a half to go. Yeah. And I was alone. That was pretty terrible. But right when we got on the road, there was probably at least 20 state troopers. Yep. Confirmed. In a 20-mile radius. What? Yeah. There was like, they would be like on the side of the road. Them. We would pass them. They'd be in the middle of the road. And one, there was like a side road. I don't know what, remember what road we were on. But there was like three of them just lined up in a row. Yep. Concerning. Yeah, that was a little weird, especially like it in, like they were waiting for a mass murder in that area of the state. Like, what's going on up there? Well, yeah. That's where they do plan crazy shit, right? To like overthrow governments and whatnot. No, I think it's up that way. No, I think um, that was Lance, like people from like the Lansing area. Maybe we'll get to the government in we'll my be. weekly update. It's not what you think, though. But first, before that, one thing. That I just thought like dumb things that go through Grant's head of how does this thing work? 
backstory was a lazy adult life moment. I finally got my dry cleaning done from a wedding I attended in August. Oof, I saw um, you do that. It's the middle of November, towards the end of November, and I finally got it taken care of. And as I'm standing there, they have like, in a dry cleaners, they have, you know, the huge rotator conveyor belt of everything on hangers. And I just kind of briefly saw the lady go press a button or so, and then it all move. And I just was thinking like, how do those things work? Cause they had like this, this dry cleaners place had hundreds and hundreds of garment bags on this conveyor belt. And I'm like, I wonder what the organization system's like in a dry cleaners. And it just made me curious about it. And I haven't gone to look it up. I don't know if you guys know how it works or if anyone would like to call into the show or DM the show that has ever worked at a place like that and let us know how those things stay organized. I mean, I guess that's not something I just think about. So but she hit like one button, everything spun, and then there was mine in front of her. I go, what did she do? Like, is it alphabetical? Is it buttons on the robots? Duh. No. How do you think a car's made? Dry cleaners aren't like super high tech. Well, they might be. They're not. We don't know. Dry cleaners are like one of the grittier establishments in the country. They're just like no, no fluff, no nothing. You just get in and get out. I don't know. I usually just drop my stuff off, come back. Pick it up. I don't even And see one it. of the weird places where like it's just a big trust system where you give them your clothes, you don't have to pay yet, and then you pay when you eventually come back. Yeah, or you just don't get your clothes back. Right. So I mean it's actually it makes a lot of sense why you wouldn't pay until afterwards. I wonder what they do after a certain time. Do they just they probably just give it to Goodwill. Evan nothing from you, you don't know how those things work? I, I hand up I have personally never used a dry cleaners. You're not missing much. Yeah, you're not. Sorry, I can't comment on it. My feeling for that button thing, I think she held it down until like your number came up. She mm. didn't just press it and let go. I think it was a hold down. A number system makes more sense than feels right. That feels right. The next thing was the government. I figured out where the state of Michigan's government money is going and why we can't have potholes filled. Drone shows. So Drone shows. went down to the Capitol on Friday night. They have like a holiday parade. The parade itself, stunk. the silver bells. It's, I guess, yeah, sure. It's got a cute little. Based name. on what I hear, it's phenomenal. The parade itself stinks. Motions like it's instead of like floats, it's just like um, firefighter trucks wrapped in lights, which is like I, whatever, cool. And the Santa stunk. He didn't even stand up one time with the wave. He just sat there on his fat button wave. Meanwhile, Mrs. Claus was. Cut that. No. That's gotta be in it. But uh that has to be in the show. She was just she was taking the Clip whole that. Spot, she was taking the whole spotlight on the Santa's the sled. But then they're like and then also the the tree lane ceremony, the tree was super underwhelming. What? I don't know if I'm if I'm just being snobby. You guys got to see I the, got a Snapchat You guys got incredible. to see you guys got to see the Rockefeller tree, I believe, in New York when you visited, right? Or no? It was lit. We no. didn't watch it light up. No, but it was lit, wasn't it? Maybe not. You guys came I've January. seen it, I think. We came in January. I don't we came after anymore. Christmas. I don't think it was. One of those like sirens, not a big deal, but like that tree shits on basically any other tree in America. Shits, dude. What's wrong with you right now? <laughs> that tree shits on any tree in America. Like a dump. Like a dump. Oh, and so, but then they might stick, stick around for the drone show. And I was like, what, what could be this drone show? It was actually super impressive. Like a, you just see next to the like left of the Capitol building, like, I don't know. 30 to 40 drones. And I, again, like the dry cleaner thing, I want to know how this works. They all, it had to be a computer program because they weren't connected. They all rose up at the same time and they formed these formations with different lights. They all could turn different colors in the sky to like show up in the sky 
as Christmas themes. So like, for example, at one point they all maneuvered together to be like Santa's sleigh and it was like flying through the sky. And I was like, that's actually like super impressive. I don't know who invents that, how they program it. And then it turned into like Santa or like a tree lit up. And I was like, this has to cost a ton of money. First of all, and the, whoever was like greenlit this, like, yeah, let's just probably drop like a couple grand for a sweet Jerome chill. And like, I guess that's cool, but I found out where all our government money is going because that had to cost a lot of money. But it no, was cool. It's just, that's just donations. Did you give money? It's probably just the people that own the drones got together in their drone club and planned it out. It's that simple. The government didn't pay for any of that. None I don't know. I don't think None. So. Zero. I think so. Some some resources were put into that drone show. No. Uh, outside of that, nothing really notable. Just, again, kept watching football. Enjoying football as it winds down, you know? Got to make the most of it. Did I watch all the Michigan-Maryland game? No. Whatever. Did I watch any of it? No. <laughs> so Did I watch of, all the Michigan State game? No. Outside of the week recap, our first topic will be kind of brief, but we did have some questions because it was recent, and whenever the fight stirs things up. So NBA to start off the show. LeBron... Versus Isaiah Stewart, a fight. We don't need to get into like what happened. Everyone's seen the videos. We'll just hop right into some listener questions that facilitate our overall thoughts on the matter. Did Isaiah Stewart overreact? Should he have kept his cool to stay in the game and help the team win? Slightly. He might have overreacted a tiny bit. And only the only point where he overreacted was when he was throwing our own coaches on the ground. I thought that was a little extreme. You got to know the room, at least know who's around you. You can't just be yeeting assistant coaches. You can't be doing that. But other than that, you know, mainly justified. 100% justified. Obviously, he somebody said something to his face for him to overreact. Russell. When he first confronted uh, LeBron, LeBron, somebody had to say something LeBron. for him to back him off. And then that's what initiated it all. And then obviously you get more people involved and then it just keeps on escalating from there. And then he think it's went, 100% justified. But that even when he went full Kenneth Walker, basically I mean, he had his fuse just burst and get out of his way. He probably had the devil look in his eyes. Wouldn't want to get in between him. Cade tried his best though. Kate did try to leader on this team. Well, um, if Cade wasn't a vegan, he might have done a better job. <laughs> no, I disagree because I think I think the point that I took away is I don't think he did overreact. And I would say for him, he kind of did keep his cool in a way. Now hear me out. Sounds crazy, right? Yes. But didn't swing. But <clears throat> didn't swing. Good right. Point. Nailed it. You guys nailed it. Because no one on that court could have held him back and prevented him from punching someone. And he had the self-restraint to not punch anyone. Like even eventually in the clip where he's just dodging everyone to run back, he could have gotten to whoever he wanted to gotten to. He decided to hold up once he got close enough that it was striking range. And then a guy wrapped him and he's like, okay, I won't go for it. But I mean, he did pancake one of our coaches. Yeah, I think that was more like that coach is unathletic and fell down like in the uh, midst of it. it if wasn't Isaiah most- Stewart bodied you, you would be flying too. Yes. Yes. Okay. But I wouldn't hold that against Isaiah. I would hold no. that on me for trying to like run into his sprinting shoulder and then you know get out of the way. I mean, so, if you're a coach in that situation, are you just going to let him go? You're going to try to stop him. Quick answer is in terms of the game, no. Who cares? Losses at this point don't really matter for the Pistons. Although I still would like them to make the playing game to prove my take right. Uh, this whatever. 
the game they needed to win was against the Warriors when they sat everyone. They lost that. So at this point, losses don't matter. Who cares? Give highlight moments like this. You get the people in the country talking about your team, which they never do. And then another question from a fan. Is LeBron officially the most hated player in sports by Detroit fans? He cites several reasons. OSU fan growing up uh, kind of ended or helped Pistons end the old, the old Pistons in 2005, 2006. Um, all the flopping he does, the complaining he does, and then this hit in the face. Is he the most hated player in sports by Detroit fans? Uh, I don't know if this is all time. I'm thinking it's currently right now, the way he phrased it. I mean, some common um, if, enemies that come to mind are like Aaron Rodgers, Sidney Crosby. Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin People now. don't like him anymore. Nelson Cruz. Pablo Sandoval. There's probably some baseball guys. The problem is, the real problem is, is that Michigan sports, Detroit sports have been so terrible in the last couple of years. You don't have that hate in your heart because you only hate players when your team's good and they're like preventing you from that. And it's like a big game and they do something that makes you hate them. When you're just bad, you don't have enough emotions to muster to actually hate somebody. Most hated player in sports by Detroit fans has to be Matt Patricia. As a coach, but I don't hate it. Not a player. Honestly, if it's not LeBron... It should be. And honestly, LeBron should just be the most hated person in America wow. for any person in the country. So if you if you like sports, if you are a fan of athletics, you should hate LeBron. He's just a joke of a player, of a human being. And if he's not already your most hated player, he should be. And also, when you, when you waste your time arguing with people, as our group chat did today, if anyone starts off this conversation – with trying to say that it was an inadvertent elbow. You should just stop listening to whatever they have to say from there. Bad take. First of all, it wasn't his elbow. And second of all, it was not inadvertent. And I've had that with multiple. I had some friends from college trying to tell me it was like accidental. Like it's not. It's like you watch that front angle that's out there and he glances at him. And these are athletes that get paid millions of dollars to control their body in precise manners. He knew exactly what he was doing. He was trying to teach a second year player that he's annoyed with who plays hard. Like Isaiah Stewart is a pest. And is annoying to play against, but he just tries hard and whatever. The last question we have is if these two actually did get in a fight, which would be super exciting, in an octagon, who would win? Beef Stew, he's a maniac. LeBron's not for fighting. It's way too soft. Really, because he actually came out today and said that um, he's not a soft player. And he said it was funny this happened in Detroit because they've known for the bad boys. He said if he played around in the bad boys era that all those guys would have been afraid of LeBron. And he would have talked to LeBron's him. a cheap shot guy. I think if he was an organized... He said that. Adam. That's a real quote that came no out. No way! I didn't see well, it. Did, I'm not going to confirm that. One game. The story has been for two. And that's breaking news as of like an hour ago. did see that. Breaking. Uh, I'll just take Stuart because of the switch in his head. I think it's probably going to yes. be like psychotic. I think it's Stuart. LeBron cares too much about his pretty little face and how good he looks nonstop. Cares about his image more than how great he has. As you like, I was bleeding from the socket and he was running up and down the court after somebody. Like a maniac. Yeah. Isaiah Stewart 100% wins that fight. Isaiah Stewart, and I was trying to say maybe Russ. Isaiah Stewart would have beat anyone on that court that I didn't say anyway. that. You said like Russ is about that life. He could like take, he could like handle Isaiah Well, Stewart. he just looks like a guy that would, would fight someone. I don't know if he'd win, but he would, he'd not be afraid to fight. I think LeBron's. Much more afraid. And also this, like, LeBron trying to apologize. Like, you watch, I'm watching the clip back. Like, LeBron was, like, in his face jawing. He wasn't trying to apologize even in the moment. So, to think that, like, 
after the game when LeBron ran away in the locker room like a girl, like, oh, I need to go apologize to Isaiah. There's no way. He knew what he did. He's not sorry about it. And the scary, the crazy thing is, is I legitimately thought one of these guys had to have gotten suspended for four games because they play in four games from now. Like, this rematch happens this week. So, I am beyond fascinated. It became must-watch to see what that happens. That game will probably be on national TV now. I don't know if flexing works like that in the NBA. I but think it does. It'll have, a, it'll have a large audience of people just watching to see what happens in this game. And I would not put it past Isaiah Stewart to do something crazy because he's obviously younger and has, like, less to lose Did than LeBron. Did he learn so. his lesson? Is there a lesson to be learned? I, I don't know. Two More games, whatever. Version. Two games in a rebuilding year doesn't hurt anyone. Whoa. You're, you said this is a playoff team. Yeah. So Are you out on that? No, you can rebuild okay. and make the play-in tourney. I, the 10 I seed guess. gets in the play-in tourney. That's I not guess. good. <laughs> um, was there any other angles really from this that you guys thought? No, the Pistons ended up blowing the game, which is a little disappointing. Yeah, it would have felt good to win that one. Yeah. Evan also told me just... A little fact about the Pistons. It wasn't a fact. Evan just said he actually does not care at all about the Detroit Pistons. He did say that on Saturday. So um, Wow, out of context. I hate to expose you context. here, Evan, but you get a chance to defend I don't yourself. think he meant that. It felt like it. It felt like um, it. Did I? Yeah, I probably do mean it. I said I do care about the quality of play from Kate Tunney. And nothing else. I care about how good he is, and hopefully he wins Rookie of the Year. Um, I care about our young players, but do I sit down and watch the Pistons like a diehard fan? Absolutely not. I watch more rugby games than I have Pistons minutes. Yeah, that's that's, I mean, I don't, that's alarming. I don't. I'm not watching like tuning in a lot to Pistons games. I try to put them on, put them in the background to see if anything happens to see the highlights. But like, you're kind of you're just, you're if you're paying attention to every single game, you're a diehard. And we follow yes. those people on Twitter, and I rely on them to tell us like what's going to happen. And hopefully, we can try to get some of them on when football season is done, and they can just tell us what we've missed, and then we'll go from there. Yes. <laughs> um, topic number two, probably another brief one: the Lions. At the Browns, the winless season continues. The Tim Boyle experience. Oh. The Browns won 13-10 to in just a gross weather game, a gross game overall. This is one I barely saw, but I had to try to watch back some of it on Game Pass, which is embarrassing to even admit out loud, but I do it, I do it for the listeners. Um, for some interesting things about this game that are notable that happen in the you know, NFL season. One, Gus Johnson on the call, kind of surprising. Um, and I can confirm what Alex told me. That LeVar Arrington is not good yet. Real bad. At Holy being a color guy. Bad. <laughs> He's just oh talking my. mid-play over Gus. So. He, right in the beginning of the game, I don't know if you heard this, but saying someone's name, like Joe Batonio, I think is his name. He's like, Joe Batonio. Joe you know, You know what I mean. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Joe Batonio. And then he tries to talk about him, just like brushed off his name. It was very, very terrible. And, and like, then after Gus made the weird, like, little kissing your little sister thing, LeVar's like, yeah, well, it's the good kind of kissing your sister. And I was like, what? <laughs> Pause. <laughs> like, you know it's bad. So weird. You know they're doing bad if you can pick up that they're doing bad through Game Pass because they splice up the game to 30 minutes. And so it's not a lot of the, the color guy talking. And, like, on the first snap of the game, like, he's just like – LeVar's Bush. Oh, they didn't run it this play. Like, talking about the Browns. It's like, who does that? So that was good. And then also, the Lions got an unsportsmanlike between commercial breaks, which is something you don't often see in the NFL. I don't think I've ever seen that in a football game. So that was I historic. That. 
Yeah. Because I guess Dan Campbell said in the post game that Jonah Jackson said something about someone's mother, mm-hmm. and they gave him an enforcement like in between commercial breaks. Your mother said something about Clowney's mother. <laughs> wow. So that's something. Um, any takeaways or thoughts you had about this game? Does anybody know why Tim Boyle's in the NFL? Let me just read you some stats of college. I don't know. I'll answer it before you read. I don't. Forty-eight percent completion percentage in college. Okay. And that's three years. Um, Elite. He threw 60 passes his senior year in college at UConn. Total? Total. How many games? That seems impossible. Five Five games. He was 31 of 60 for 280. No touchdowns and two picks. In his college career at UConn. Elite football school. One touchdown, 13 interceptions. How the bleep? Is this guy in the NFL? Does anybody have any idea how he made it? My initial thought was that he has to have dirt on someone in the NFL's, like, them. Like, that they're cheating on their significant other. And he's, like, been holding that over people's head for years. It doesn't make any sense. He's not old, either. He's, like, kind of young. Negative 122 rushing yards in college. Well, sacks, Alex. (laughs) But I'm just saying. Evan, I asked you the all-important question, though. Was it that much of a drop-off from... Jared Goff and Tim Boyle. I think it was much worse. No, it was not. I think it was worse, Evan. I don't think it was that much worse. You were at the Eagles game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Swift ran for 130, so maybe that's why we didn't notice how bad Tim Boyle really was. I mean, Tim Boyle's first interception was bad. Horrendous. It was bad. Um, <laughs> so bad. I hope it was a misread on route and not just a throw behind, like Gus said, because that if that was a throw behind, that was the worst throw behind I've ever seen. Blau plays on Thanksgiving again, so like two of his career starts are both on Thanksgiving. Um, Tim Boyle's QBR was 6.7. His PFF grade was 3.3. He threw for 77 yards and two picks and no touchdowns. It's one of the worst performances of probably of all time. Five, and they almost I won was, the game. I was honestly, I mean, Baker did not play well either. I was no. honestly cheering for the Lions to lose because this would be a game that they like, would win and we like ruin our first overall pick. But good news is Houston won. Yeah. And uh, somebody else won that thought I had one loss. Uh, no. Jacksonville lost. Wait, that doesn't help. I'm an idiot. Sorry, disregard. Might have been just might have been just Houston. Well, Houston won, so now we have like a two game cushion because we're the only winless team. I think everybody else has two wins. Yeah, yeah, and I understand that we are trying to go through a tank and rebuild process. Like to win one game, but I will say this is that no, no, the, the idea of the idea of trotting out Tim Boyle does not make me feel better about like the functionality of this organization. Like I still think the fact that he's your backup still proves how dysfunctional you are. That. I mean, dude, there's so many people in the league. Like, give me Blake Bortles. Give me something that I can just be like, okay, maybe. Like, a Tim Boyle, like what Alex just read, is like indefensible. And it just makes me, again, how dysfunctional You should watch his uh, this franchise is. His tape from the Packers. Someone on our Twitter feed uh, tweeted it out. It's all uh, knees. It's really good. He just takes a knee like 13 times. That's all his highlights. He's sweet. It's crazy. Um, the only thing X's and O's wise that I saw from this game that irked me 
is the trend of running on third and longs continues and just yeah. being passive. Like, if we're going to keep losing, I'd like to just be the team that goes for it every fourth down uh, and just, like, lose that way. So there was one in the in the first, like, quarter. They ran on third and ten, a draw play, just so gross. And then two, the the one I think people talk about more was in the fourth quarter when it was a game. Go. It was third and 14, a run near the 50, and then you punt. It's like at least throw something – like, we all know you're not going to throw it past the sticks on third down regardless if you use QB because you guys are soft and can't execute it. At least throw a ball, like, seven yards downfield on, like, an out route and just try to cut the distance. And then, I don't know. Because, like, punting the ball there with how bad your run defense is all year and has been against Nick Chubb, like, you're not getting the ball back. Anyone can see that that has eyeballs. So, and you're 0-8, you might as well try to go for it. And then the other thing was, like, there was another instance where they only rushed three pass rushers on a third down, and that is just stupid. And that needs to stop. I mean, honestly, I thought the defense played well for a bright spot. Defense always does. I find myself every week playing, well, the defense at least kept him in the ballgame. I mean, is it, did they play well or did like one-legged, one-armed Baker play that bad? Maybe a little both. But Yeah, but they did what they should do. Opportunistic football. <laughs> Tip drill interception. That's opportunistic, baby. It's really, Baker's first pick was an awful throw. Evan, any X's and O's that you saw from the game um, are not worth it. We might have like the worst like screen game like ability. <laughs> I like that observation. I agree hundred percent without knowing anything else. Like I get like you have to try to catch him off guard. But like our ability to run like a basic like RB screen is horrendous. And our, our quick passes for wide receiver screen game, horrendous. It's like I'd rather take a 50-50 shot towards the end zone. Or like a deep pass and try to run. We like can't throw the ball because it's not working. Yeah, just throwing up on a post to Josh Reynolds at this point. They're not utilizing the talent of Amon Saint Brown. It's a shame. Also, Josh yeah. Reynolds, um, Rick hands at like three drops. Who? Josh Reynolds. Weather, Alex. Weather. weather. Too early. But probably a reason he got cut by the Titans. Who three don't three catches with Tim Boyle. No catches. No chemistry with drops. Timmy. Um. Before I get to my. Last question about this game. We do need to figure out as an organization how to do something productive offensively during DeAndre Swift's golden years of football because that dude is an animal and single-handedly like is keeping – single-handedly kept him in a tie basically against Pittsburgh with his performance and then also had another career high rushing and broke off a great run. Like running backs have a short shelf life. We see that like around the league. Kamara banged up all the time. Henry now hurt. Like – McCaffrey's been hurt. Like we need to, and Swift has already had injury problems. Need to get something going here with an offense next year while we still have a dynamic running back. That's to be my only please and thank you to the Lions and not mess that part up. Yeah. And then lastly, now some people came at me a little too aggressively, I think, on Twitter because they're like, "Oh, that's so such a dumb question." It is Lions versus Ohio State. Evan, maybe you'll put me in my place, but after what I watch Ohio State do on Saturday in the Tim Boyle Lions, and I know how many NFL players are going to be in the NFL from Ohio State's team. I'm not, if they played, like, I don't know, a best-of-four series, I think the Ohio State wins one game. Especially if it's at the shoe in one of those games, I think Ohio State wins. Am I crazy? Yes. I don't think you're that crazy. Alex is a whole 100% against this, but you got to think. Grown like, men. players on the Lions, like Tim Boyle, does not deserve to be on an NFL roster, and a lot of Ohio State players do. Fine, yeah. but 
the like learning some of our secondary players of, don't of, don't need to be on a roster. Correct. Like Alex Anzalone doesn't need to play football anymore. Anzalone correct. would be the starting linebacker on Ohio State if we were going to do that role reversal. I, I, sure. I understand that. So or, it's not he doesn't like, deserve to be an NFL starter. No, but he should be on an NFL roster. Should he? Yes, I think he should. Honestly, no, since his terrible Packers game, I think he's been better. Point. He's better than Tobias. I liked our friend that commented like on our tweet. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. If you just disguised Ohio State into like the Bears uniform on Thursday, didn't tell anybody, <laughs> just threw out Ohio State there for a half, for a half, I think they would compete drastically. Yeah. If not be leading. Guys, in, wait, Alex. There's a reason like rookies don't just walk into the NFL and become sweet. Right, like Jamar mean, Chase and Devontae Smith. Uh, they Justin are sweet. Jefferson. And Justin Jefferson. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Joe Burrow looked good as a freshman. Najee, Jones looks really Najee good Harris. Okay, he guys. Sucks. So offensive linemen <laughs> and defensive yeah. linemen and corners are just all going to walk in too and be good? No, and This I is think, not just a skilled position debate. No, I think it is. Sewell looks pretty good as a rookie. Ohio State's skill players are better than the Lions. Uh, Rashawn Slater's tearing it up. Michael yeah, Parsons, okay. Michael Parsons is looking yes. sweet. Great. So you guys are just naming top ten picks. That's which is sweet. Ohio State's team. So all of Ohio State's yes. twenty-two guys are top ten picks. Let's be okay. Let me ask you this: Who would you rather take right now as a Lions quarterback, CJ Stroud or Jared Goff? Stroud. That answers it already. You're pausing. It's CJ Stroud. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he's going to not ball game. Guess what? He would, dude, he would struggle against an NFL disguises and coverages and all. He would be terrible in his first game. Yeah, well, he just Day, walked in. Well, Ryan Day also is the best coach on the field in that game, so that also helps Ohio State. Wow. Then you should fire Dan Campbell. I would in a second. If you fired Dan and hired Ryan Day, I would do that in a second. Ryan Day won't coach the Lions because he doesn't want to go lose because he's not dumb. The Ohio State job is better than the Lions job. It's just, it's nice. actually That's asinine nice. to think like grown men that do this for money I and a living would just lose. How Ohio State's roster is about to do this in two years? Ohio State lost to Oregon. Oregon lost to Utah. You think Utah beat the Lions? We have a football game. You think Utah beats the Lions? No. No. We're not do, you're doing the transitive property. Does Oregon beat? Yes. You're a loser. You're really dumb. Ohio State doesn't beat the Lions as much as you guys, as bad as the I Lions compete are. compete at halftime. That's completely different. Can I actually for one second give my real reasoning for this take? Because it's a unique – I wouldn't say every team, like team in college football could do this. It's simply because, yes, they're going to get pressure on Shroud with the defensive line. But like we saw and like anyone can see, if you can give Shroud three to four seconds on a couple plays, they're going to be able to throw enough deep balls to those guys who are all going are all first-round picks. They will make enough plays against our secondary to score enough points to win. And yes, Ohio State's defense is going to struggle, but the Lions' offense is so bad that they'll probably gift them two turnovers, and Ohio State could win the game out of four tries, 100%. 100%. Especially if if Detroit <laughs> went to the shoe at night, there's no chance they're winning that game. No, it, it's actually stupid that you guys think this because this is NFL roster. Um, it's, it's not. The Lions are holding NFL teams under 20 points. NFL teams, other teams. A Cleveland Browns team that's 6-5 and five wouldn't lose to Ohio State. They just scored 13 points against the Lions' terrible defense. The Ravens didn't score 20 points against the Lions defense. Hey, guess what? Because all the receivers on Ohio State's team are better than Cleveland Browns. Mm. So you think they're all better than, well, Jarvis Landry's injured. Yep. 
DPJ, we already had that. We already know that. He was out too. Didn't play. Right. And what about I, Marquise Brown? Is he better than Ohio State's receivers? Probably as good. Is Justin Jefferson? Is Adam Thielen? As good. In Dalvin Cook. Are those three We're skill players? About the Vikings. They scored 19 points against the Lions. And you think Ohio State's going to walk in and well, score Ohio State 30. only has to score 13 against us for the win, so they probably have a chance. Ohio State probably has to score 24 points. <sighs> Are, half of the people on the Lions roster don't belong in the NFL. Is CJ Stroud that we have an NFL roster? Is, is CJ Stroud better than Justin Fields right now? CJ, yes, because yeah, Justin Fields is injured and can't play. Justin Fields and CJ Stroud. We're comparing the Lions to Ohio State. Yeah, no, Justin Fields played at Ohio State in the same offense. Justin so Fields is hurt right now, so yes, yeah, CJ Stroud would be better. Mm, correct. Bruce Ricks can't deal with him. Jimmy G or CJ Stroud right now? I'm talking you have to start someone Sunday. Against who? Anyone in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. We can move on. The argument wasn't about CJ Stroud, really. I understand that. I'm just telling you. The Lions can hold Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson and an NFL offensive line to 19 points or, yeah, 19 points. Why is Ohio State going to come in and score 30? They're not. So that's the end of this. And if you guys want to keep arguing, you can. I don't really care. Let's just move on. It's a dumb, it's really dumb take. I just want you to know it's not a dumb take. I think it's realistic. It is. I would not not laugh at someone if they ever suggested that to me this year. I would. I think it's one of the dumber takes in sports. College teams are not beating pro teams. There's a reason. Well, our pro team is half of a college team because they are buns. And simply, you say there's a reason. We don't know. We've never seen it happen because... Everyone's too cowards. It's a, it's a lose-lose for the NFL team. Of the 20 major, my number one argument is that half of the Lions roster doesn't belong in the NFL, and half of Ohio State's roster belongs in the NFL. So you think 25 guys are on Ohio State are going to be in the NFL? 25 guys, yeah. Like their entire offense line is getting drafted. If you they took, moved a five-star left tackle to right guard because there was another five-star playing left tackle. If you took, let's just put it this way. If you took the top half of Ohio State's team this year and – Switched them for the bottom half of the Lions. We, the Lions would for sure have a win this season. We would win all those close games. I would have two wins this season. Maybe. I'm not denying that Ohio State's three receivers are all And their, kick, their kicker's so, better. The kicker hasn't missed. Like, there's so many parts of that team, Ohio State, that kicker better miss against Michigan State. than the Lions. Their kicker did miss. Tough for my argument. But until then, he had missed. <laughs> so. And we have Santoso. I'll take their kicker. We don't have him. We cut him. Didn't he kick? No. Aldrich Rojas did, and he drilled it. Santoso Rojas. I can't keep up. Okay, fine. We'll move on to talking more about that Ohio State team. Uh, in the game of the week of college football that was built up to it, uh, was not. Michigan State, Ohio State recap. Final, Ohio State 56. Michigan State 7. Uh, I'll give you guys your op- – like in the press conferences, when coaches give their opening statements, I'll give you guys opening statements before asking any leading questions in this game. Abysmal, disgusting, egregious, and puke. Puke feels like a good word. Um, it was an embarrassing letdown performance from a team that had higher expectations than the product that they put on the field on Saturday. I don't disagree. Next question. For context, the worst. This was the worst margin of loss for a top ten team since I believe like the nineteen fifties was a stat that I heard. Uh, it was a game in which Army played against some, I don't know, 
Ivy League school. Army. So that's tough. Uh, out of curiosity for the Michigan State fans listening, for reasoning what to make of this game, and I'm curious, what do you guys most chalk the loss up to? I have three options, but you have to pick one. You can't. I know it's a mix of everything. You have to pick one, and then if you think the three options aren't good enough, you can do the other category. I would say one would just be Michigan State not playing good, playing bad. Two, OSU being that good at football. Or three, the injury circumstances that MSU faced going into the game and throughout the game. You know the obvious one answer. Is three. The obvious answer. You have is to three. choose one, or you do. Uh, yeah, I that Alex. Obviously. Rewind. I said it's a mix of all three. I know three, that. That's you, why I, you I have just to, had to get that out there. That that is the obvious answer. Yes, but I already got that out there. I'll so. go with uh, or an other, <laughs> other, and my other is talent gap between the two teams. So basically, two of so the MSU being that good would be. I would say OSU being that good, not MSU. OSU being that good. Would be your answer then, because that's that's. I get you're forcing this to like get like get me to say something, and then you probably clip it and say that's what I said. But I guess if you're making me pick one, sure. I'm not trying to set you up at all. I'm generally asking questions that I thought was interesting. Yeah, probably more so that their talent is ridiculous. That's what I'm going. Oh, I oh, I said Zach, but that's not the only reason. Got to pick one of the three. I'm saying OSU is that good. Yeah. Offensively. Correct. What would you say, Grant? I honestly would say Michigan State not playing well. Now, I don't know how much injuries have to do with that. Like, I'm not dumb. I'm not going to – you can't use them as excuses. We all know that. But it does impact it. I was stunned, and I felt like an idiot because I put – I didn't really put myself out there that much, but in private group chats, I had gone back and forth of thinking Michigan State could actually win this game. I was not trolling. I think on the show I picked it as like a three-point game. I was absolutely stunned, and I stuck up for Michigan State on TikTok on our before the game. And if you guys ever want have, have some fun for people out there, not you guys because it'll be miserable. Go to our TikTok. It's got like over ten thousand views, like seventy five comments of Ohio State fans infiltrating our TikTok, just laughing at what we had said pregame, like the keys to the game graphic. Because that wasn't wrong. Michigan State had did none of those keys, and it was just funny to look at. And I actually read you. This one kid summed up the whole game. If you just read his the, the top comment going into the game from this kid, credit to him for just absolutely nailing this. And I think he's a Michigan State fan. Mr. Boxnoodle said, Keys, there are none. This is a virtually impossible victory for MSU. They may not get a single stop. Holy shit, was that oh. correct in the first half? So I would talk about that Michigan State not playing good roundabout because I just thought Michigan State's offense could compete to make this a game at halftime. I knew the defense was going to have problems. Okay, I thought maybe they could get an opportunistic football turnover to keep them in it. But the, the offense was just so atrocious. Now, Kenneth Walker did have a run or two that it broke. And obviously, when you get down 14 nothing, it comes hard to throw. I think they abandoned the run too quick. Now, again, do we, know, do we know anything about the ankle injury? Who knows what was going on there? But, like, when you're down 14 nothing, you can still run the ball because that's the best thing. It's the best player on your team and the best player in the country. And you just abandon him and can't use him. And it's always been a struggle to get him involved in the passing game. So that's something that could have been cleaned up before going into this game. It's just like Jaden Reed, I mean, he made he made a good catch in traffic to get the, to get the drive moving um, on one of the possessions. But just something was off. There was no – there was didn't seem like there was much creativity in the play calling as well. It just – so many tip passes at the line. The screenplay wasn't working. Like that, the offense of just not playing good, I think, is what really let this game 
go to shit. And also it was obviously spelling Walker with Simmons and then you fumble and then the doors are off. Because 21-0, if you answer there, make it 21-7. Okay, 21-7, whatever. Can convince yourself. Stop at the score, stop at the score. Fumble, 28-0, see ya. Kenneth Walker's not hurt to the point where he couldn't play, but he's clearly injured to the point where they didn't feel great about him being out there. Um, and running backs do have short life, so maybe they're trying to be smart with him. You know, he does have a future in the NFL. And I get it's a huge game. But when you're down 14 nothing, I can't accept that excuse. I, I will accept that I will he, accept he that may have it's been... It's not an excuse. He, he's no, but that lot... He is like, hurt. Right. I can, I can go with that, that he's banged up. I'm not going to say he's injured to the point where he shouldn't be playing. Yeah, I watched him break off two pretty impressive runs. One was a jump cut against their safety that was super impressive. There's no chance that Mel Tucker thought, I have to protect this kid's NFL future. I'm not playing him when we're down 14 nothing. That's not true. wasn't saying that. You did. I was saying that that could be part of it. They need him next week, too. They thought maybe they could do the – he probably thought we can get enough yards here with Jordan Simmons, and then he fumbled. And then when Ohio State's up 21-0 on you, they suck the living life out of you. And everyone's going to see it on Saturday. So they'll know exactly what I'm talking about if you didn't watch the game, if you're a Michigan fan. Going that down that much early to Ohio State sucks the living life out of you. And then you start playing – like, you have to score on the next play. And then you start compounding your mistakes, and then, boom, it's 49 nothing. game's over. That's what good teams do to you. They bury you when you start to show weakness. That's what they did. Murdered you. They're, they're talented. They have five stars at every position. It, it got out of hand quickly. I mean, what do you want me to say? But Kenneth Walker running the ball more, was that going to – were we going to win because of that? I don't know. Probably. No, but it would have been respectable. The whole point is that this was a national embarrassment. How do you prevent that from happening? And I think there was there was mindsets and coaching mentalities that could have helped prevent that. Yep. It started to spiral, and then once it did, it was over. And there, they, You couldn't stop the well-oiled machine on the other side. The defense is not equipped to stop them. They couldn't stop Purdue. They couldn't stop Michigan passing the ball either. They can't stop anyone passing the ball. And so the best passing offense in the country is obviously going to torch them. And when they went 95 yards on the first drive, you know, not that they should have quit, but, you know, it felt like the team just, the life was sucked out of them. After one drive. It felt like it. It felt deflating after one drive. I said on this show, you see one drive, two drives, and you know. They score, you go three and out, game felt over. I guess, yeah, but I was more hammering home, like, the offensive woes of Michigan State because the defense did what the we guys not. Yeah, the offense felt so much pressure to score because they knew their defense was never going to get a stop and they played like shit. I mean, that's just how it went. Evan, your thoughts on how it transpired in the first half? We hit the panic button. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Th- there's no reason that you, you're not running, you're trying to run the ball. There's no reason why you're not trying to. Like, going into the game, you have to shorten the game, and you have to find your 20 best plays, and 15 of them better be in the run game on the first drive. It has to be. I get Ohio State's defense good, and they loaded the box, but Ken Walker still broke off a couple runs. You should have been doing that the entire first quarter. I don't care who the running back is, and I hated seeing Simmons in there, but as a guy that's gotten multiple carries this year, you cannot fumble there. I don't care who you are. I'm trying to think he would. No, he's not going to fumble the football. But to me, it felt like the coaching staff panicked. The offensive play calling, they panicked in the first half. Like I said, you get down to a team that good, 
and everyone thinks, holy shit, we have to score right now. So then they just try to but throw the ball 40 times. The mindset is when you kick the ball off to Ohio State, you got to expect them to put up some points there. And so coming back bad. from there, we need 20 good plays. Yeah, I don't and know what you're looking like, for. The coaching staff nice. failed. The players failed. Everyone failed. It was a fail. I can't wait to see Coggin off the team because he can't do his job. No, he's terrible too. And then that's a turning point too. I know – I feel – Weird saying that they should have gone for. I don't think they should have because you want to take points on the road when you can get them. We've talked about that for it was for years. Time. But also, it's like it's almost like when you play the Chiefs in the prime Chiefs in the NFL, like field goals won't win games. So even though you're on the road and it's already fourteen nothing, maybe you should just try. Maybe you should do your your scripted best deep shot play and just take a chance. Like no. another thing too, it just seemed like there was no balls of the coaching staff on the sideline. I don't really recall Michigan State even trying that many deep shots. They were all like these like. Short little zone beaters around the sticks that they, just they got, took a deep shot to read twice in the first two drives. It, it just didn't. It didn't feel like that was really there. Like the the flea flicker didn't show up. Like not, nothing was like this is like a big game or pulling all the stops. It was just like we're gonna try not to get embarrassed, and then you got embarrassed. It's hard to know what the game plan really was going to be because after two drives. The full panic was on, and then they tried anything but whatever they planned to do. Right, but we we're not stupid. Awesome. We know that they had a they had a plan in mind. If it got like this, they're not dumb. I know you can go in thinking you can go. To I mean, when it was fourteen nothing, and on the drive they missed the field goal, they did move the ball down the field. Right, and then they had a first down if Jaden Reed doesn't drop the ball when he reached for it, but he fumbled. But they called him an incomplete pass. Who knows? And I don't think they should have gone for it there. Yeah, I'm not. 36 or something and your kicker is in his seventh year and he should be able to make a 45 yard field goal and he missed and you get points on the board there and you're kicking it off and they don't have great field position because you get to kick it off and you might feel a little better about yourselves instead he misses it and then it spirals but i don't know if going for it there was the better move i wouldn't have and i guess the defense like we're we all laying them off the hook because we knew they had a tough pass Defense, but it's still just so unacceptable to get beat like that bad on those plays, like as a safety and as a top, on a top 10 football program. Like, you feel like I know Ryan Day's sweet at the vertical pass game, but there's got to be enough on film to like figure out that you just can't bite on a tight end curl route when a lot is streaking down the field. They did exactly what I didn't want them to do. They blitzed and they played man and it went horrendously. I don't think they played man. I think they played a little bit zone. It just happened that there was a guy in that zone looking like it was man. Fine. They did blitz way too much. Never worked. They never even got there. And uh, I mean, I've been telling you that all year that our blitzing packages or whatever are just not useful. And then Gross, um, you know, I get it. He's new to the position. He switched to safety, but his eyes are in the backfield the whole time, and he's just not moving. And then the defense runs right past him. It happened two or three times. Isn't it? Wait, when did he switch? Like this week? No, he played corner. He's a cornerback. This year, he switched to safety. Oh, well, that's not really like. And he's he didn't switch. He's been a safety for for this season eleven games. Yeah, but I mean, it's not his natural position. He's still learning. And I said that's not an excuse. Anyways, his eyes are always in the backfield, and he's not moving his feet, and people run right by him. It's happened all year. They just haven't faced Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and Jackson Smith. Is there anything positive you took from this game? Keon Coleman played okay. And that's it. Um, did this loss change any of your thoughts about Mel Tucker? No. No. Did this loss change any of your thoughts about any of the coordinators on the staff? Yes. 
Who and how? I, I'm not usually this guy. I don't like, you know, moving on. But I hate the 4-2-5 defense. And the defense has been so bad this year. The worst defense I've ever seen as a Michigan State fan. And I, I could be out on our D.C. I, I'm curious to see how we do Saturday. If it goes that bad again, I'm, I'm going to be calling for a new one. Might be overreaction Monday, but that's how I feel. I mean, I, I mean you got to get product on the field. If you want to win championships, then everybody in the building has to be hold accountable. This is a business. I, I'm not here to – I don't want the D'Antonio save his friend's jobs. I don't want that anymore. So if Hazleton's not the guy, he needs to go. And also breaking news, hey, guess what? Jay Johnson ain't winning the Royals Award anymore. No, no, but I think we could at least get Because when you do the basic handoff for the 1,000th time that's been seen on film as the first play, guess what all linebackers are going to do? You're going to run right after Kenneth Walker. Hey, good way to start with a negative four-yard run. That a boy. Granted, he hasn't had that uh, Scotty Hazleton-type season on that side of the ball. The offense – has been pretty good all year. So it's not like I would... I mean, if you can get someone better, though, I'm all for it. be interested to see what, how Jay Johnson looks without the Heisman running running back. Yeah. Because Kenneth Walker could make me look like a good OC. I, I, I believe that. Um, I do think Mel's the guy that if if he think, if he's seen what we're seeing, I think he'll cut bait. I don't think I think afraid. he saw what we saw. I don't think he's afraid to do that. <laughs> um... The only thing I want to say from this game is an overarching rule change that's happening in college football that we'll start, we'll push for. I'm sure there's other people out there. We need to find them and collaborate. We need a similar injury system for college football like the NFL. There needs to be more transparency. There needs to be, like, he's questionable in practice and, like, in, inactive. Because I felt bad for my Michigan State friends when you – it's five minutes to tip. They're doing game day selections. They're in the stadium. And then you're spamming your phone looking at Chris Solari – tweets and all the beat reporters saying who's dressed who's not who's playing oh wait we have a surprise guy not playing like that's torture for a fan base and how because like how do people make predictions during the week when you legitimately have no idea if someone's playing like no it idea. doesn't help either that mel's the closest to the best guy of all time so we actually have no idea whoever is going to play i need i need to know that's Wednesday. common across all college football though i wouldn't that's not a mel problem that's a college that's an interesting wide some college. guys at least like harbaugh said he didn't think quorum would play blah 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 like mel says nothing no quorum was found out through like people screenshotting his location of when he tweeted out something and the team was already on a team plane like they don't say anything and it's like up to i need practice reports <laughs> wednesday through friday did not practice limited practice full practice i need it for all our mental health yes or don't, and I'll just be upset every week when I get to the game and three starters aren't playing. I didn't know about it. Evan, question for you to wrap up this um, fan question was just – it's not a fun one. Don't clap your hands. But uh, is when what was potentially – I don't know if it is the worst weekend of football imaginable that you could have had as a fan. Spartans got blown out. Lions lost, but you enjoy that. And then Tennessee Titans lost to the Houston Texans at home. And also, your fantasy football team didn't do hot, too. So, overall, not great football weekend for you. Um, um, statement on that. Two of them, I was expecting a loss. The third one, I was cheering hard but was expecting a loss. And the fourth one, uh, unexcusable loss. Can't happen when you're definitely at home. Rain game, but no excuses. Four picks for Ryan. Um, yeah, unexcusable. 
So I said. So yeah, it helps when the expectations are they're going to be facing some losses. So it's probably not as bad, not as spicy of a question as you'd think on the outside. Yeah. Yeah, you think like deep down, like, wow, Evan had the worst weekend of his life, but spin zone, not that bad. Would have been would have been actually a good weekend if you had actually seen a deer and been able to shoot one, but that's It would have been a great weekend if I shot a deer. <laughs> um, now we'll move to a much quicker recap. Michigan at Maryland. Michigan wins 59-18. to 18. Uh, My thoughts as a Michigan fan from this game, pretty brief. I enjoyed seeing... Uh, well, first of all, the mindset of this game was kind of funny after seeing what Ohio State did. It was almost like you I was in my head comparing everything Michigan did on the field to like, oh, how would that do against Ohio State? Like what? Like they can't be in a close game at all with Maryland. There's no chance against Ohio State. So it ended up being I was happy that they scored 59 points. But there was some better play calling. They did get some of the skill guys on the edges better, like uh, most notably on third and 10 on one of the first drives, a swing pass to Donovan Edwards. Made a, made a great play for a first down in the red zone. The red zone offense overall was much better. It was good to see skill guys like Mike Sander still and Andre Anthony make sweet one-handed catches because those are like those are like tough catches plays that you have to make in, against Ohio State. So good to see they're capable of making those. And then lastly, with Corum's status up in the air, I honestly have no idea if he's supposed to play against Ohio State. It was great to see Donovan Edwards get involved in a game like this and just even if he's not running the ball effectively, just catching the ball the way he did, I believe it was 10 catches for about 170 yards. That's unbelievable and good for a freshman. So really excited to see if he can actually do something in the Ohio State game and don't have to just fully rely on Hassan Haskins, who as good as Hassan Haskins is, you do like a change of pace speed back in a game like that. And then my last, last thing was it felt good to get my – Kind of stupid prediction, right? Michigan did score on offense, defense, and special teams. So I think it was like the first time since 2015. Just felt like one of those Big Ten games where you go to College Park and you for sure score on one of the facets of the game. So that felt good. Do you guys have anything on this game? If not, won't hold it against you. No. Um, it's the catch. Like it's like 50-50. Like did Michigan use all of their like secrets against like an inferior opponent? Or do they put it all on tape so Ohio State has to prep for it? It's one of those things like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. Um, but in Michigan's defense, it is good to like go on the road before like the game on Saturday um, and just beat the brace as an inferior opponent like you're supposed to do. Um, the game wasn't even close at all. So they did something they're supposed to. Huh? Good to see a punt block too because punt blocks – uh, there's been a, there's been a few in in the rivalry game between Ohio State and Michigan, so it's just good to see that unit find success and maybe they can replicate something they found against Ohio State because pump blocks with are huge swing plays in a game like that. So maybe they can get something going on all three facets of the game. Do um, you like the blue pants on the road? Yeah, I don't mind it. I mean, I don't I don't dislike anything. I'm kind of neutral on uniforms. Like they don't get me worked up. They don't they don't. Um, Get me worked down. That's not the phrase, but I guess if I had to rank them, that might be more beneficial. Just I like the mace pants the best, which I know that's they're pretty divisive. I just, I think they pop, and then I would go the blue and then the white. I don't know. Something about the all white just seems so boring to me, and like Alabama like in when it comes to uniforms, that I just like a little pop. So I don't know. The, the blue pants are cooler against Wisconsin. It just depends on the game you're in. I like the uniform if it's a big game. You know, I don't know. Something about that, but. Okay. Now we'll dive into our playoff rankings for this week that will be coming out tomorrow night or tonight when you're listening to the show and it releases. 
curious to see how things change because we did have some shakeups in the top 10. Would anyone like to start this week? Sure. Alex. Woohoo. Late on us. Georgia. Rile the people up. Okay. New number two for me, Ohio State. Wow, congrats, Ohio State. Alabama is going to be three. Right. Um, Cincinnati is four. Well, good for them. Yes, good for them. Number five will be Michigan. That feels Six. Generous. Uh, am I missing someone or something? No. Six, Oklahoma State. Wow. Seven, Notre Dame. Eight, Baylor. Wow. Nine, Ole Miss. A two-loss team at eight. Wow. And nine. And ten, Oklahoma. Wow. Evan, me or you? Um, I can go because I have everything the same besides. I have Ole Miss ranked in front of Baylor. So I have Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, Cincinnati, Michigan, the Cowboys from Oklahoma State, the Fighting Irish, Lane Kiffin, um, Dave Aranda, and then Lincoln Riley. So we have almost identical. I like the pip to coaches there towards the end. Correct. It would almost be fun if we just did the rankings that way. Oh, um, I should have done it. But mine are slightly different, so I will go through. Georgia, Ohio State, they made the jump as well. Alabama, Cincinnati, Notre Dame at five. Six, Michigan Seven, Oklahoma State. Eight, Ole Miss. Nine, Baylor. Ten, Oklahoma. I'll get out in front of it now. It's becoming more and more apparent to me that Notre Dame is going to sneak their way into this college football playoff. And I'm just, I was out in front of it last week. I'm just going to say it on the podcast now. I got it in my group chats last week. Now it's out there. This team is going to find a way to playoff, and it's going to be gross because I just don't want to see Jack Cohn play on New Year's Day. I'm praying for the Eve. Oklahoma schools. Whichever one wins Saturday, it wins again. So they can be in over Notre Dame. I don't want to see Notre Dame. They're gross. They're so gross. do they re- just rematch against yeah, each they, other? they just play again. I believe so. I believe Oregon and Utah are probably going to do that as well. Yeah. They'll just- well, unless Oklahoma loses, then Baylor would go because Baylor holds a tiebreaker over them. I don't know how the Big 12 works. They it's a good question. It's, just the, it's the top two teams. They're the top two teams conference. in the conference, no matter what. Yeah, Oklahoma State's in, basically, because they're undefeated. No, they are in. No matter what. Wait, they lost to someone, but was it out of conference? They, 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 I think they're undefeated in conference play. No, they lost to Iowa State. Lost Iowa State. Oh, bummer. Um, so I think they're in no matter what still because then Oklahoma is the only one that holds a tiebreaker over them, and they beat Baylor. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I based on those two teams, none of them are like great. So I would easily see them splitting that those matchups, and then if if that happens, if they split. And then all you need is Georgia to beat Alabama, and I think Notre Dame's safely in this. Notre Dame's in. Then it's Georgia, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. Dame. That's disgusting. And the uh, Georgia is the Georgia because they can just go already to the finals because Jack Cohn's not beating that defense. That's the Georgia Invitational. If Oklahoma loses and Baylor wins Saturday, Baylor's in. Oklahoma State's in no matter what. Do you guys think? Oklahoma State, what's the bigger chance that Oklahoma State loses? Playing Oklahoma twice or playing Oklahoma than Baylor? Playing uh, Oklahoma twice. twice. Yeah. Tough to be There's field. no way you give Lincoln Riley twice against one defense and he doesn't score 45 one of them. Yeah. yeah. Unless it's quarterback Spencer Rattler. Who would have thought that that would be Well, Dave Miranda is a very good defensive coach. and they like It was like a 27-21 game against Baylor earlier in the year. So... 
I, I do think Oklahoma State's the best team in the Big 12. That means anything. That probably feels great for the Cowboys fans. That do listen. you think so? I think Oklahoma's better than them. And then Oklahoma struggled with Kansas. So until – I can't get that out of my mind until they're back to winning. We struggled with Rutgers. So I think we aren't in the playoff debate. So Oklahoma's know. only lost to a ranked team on the road. And we lost to a non-ranked team by two scores. No, nope, they're, the they're ranked. Nah, Alex, you can't do that. They weren't ranked. You made Purdue the Purdue is not ranked. They will not be what ranked. Is, what are you doing? Why are you even talking about Michigan State? I said Oklahoma State is the best team in the Big 12. Evan's coping still. We're talking about the Big 12. What are you talking about? You're complaining about a win, and so I'm going to complain about a win. What am I complaining about? I said Oklahoma State they is the best. They beat Kansas. Look, yes. They're not that good. I said Oklahoma State is better than Oklahoma because Oklahoma almost lost to Kansas. I didn't say anything about Michigan State or the Big Ten. But they're your team. I get it. You're upset about the loss. I get it. No, I'm not coping with the loss because I it said seems on this podcast, like it. you're going to have to drink during the game to cope with the loss. I just, so everybody should have got over it when they woke up Sunday. I just don't know what you're arguing about I, and I why Mr. Drunk during the game felt good. brought it to this. I don't get it. Your argument is that Oklahoma's not that good because they beat somebody. And they haven't I'm beat saying, anyone. They haven't beat a ranked team. Well, by your definition, Texas was ranked, so they beat them. Texas? Evan. That was a good win at the time. That felt like a good win. You said Purdue would have got ranked, and so Texas was ranked when they beat them. Then get rid of the ranked argument. Oklahoma hasn't beaten a team that is ranked. That it, uh, Oklahoma has they, have they even beat a team that is over 500. Big 12 fans, tune in on this week of Shut Up Michigan yes, Sports. Can you confirm? Yep. Okay, cool. Confirmed. Um, while you try to confirm, this thing's a great place for a Codes Apparel ad read. Folks, holiday yeah, shopping. Yeah, baby. Have you guys started your holiday shopping, yes or no? No. No, I had nobody to holiday shop for. <laughs> the fam. We don't really get gifts for each other. All right, respectable. Uh, I started thinking of a list. I have not actually pulled the trigger on any purchases, but if I was going to, maybe I'd recommend Codes Apparel. C-O-D-E-S-A-P-P-A-R-E-L.com. So what they have is, besides the standard area code merch of the little Michigan logo with the area code inside of it, you know, the 231, the 517, the 734, represent where you're from it's a good conversation starter especially i've noticed you know if you wear that stuff to like an airport people seem to wear like their state stuff when they travel um on flights so you can represent where you're from they have all that and then also have our michigan state woodshed merch line last home game of the season coming up against penn state will not be there in time for that game i can guarantee that um but for next season when mel tucker has the woodshed rocking then you'll have your merch in time for that and also this podcast merch with the little ShotCast logo lives on that site. So, like I said, Black Friday deals are coming. Honestly, you should probably just wait till by then. Small Business Saturday or something like that. That'll happen. And then also Cyber Monday. So keep an eye out for those. And, uh, you know, support a small business instead of Walmart or Amazon. They don't, they don't need your money. Although it is nice how fast their shipping times is. Codes Apparel, not that fast. But fast enough. And there's a deadline date that, you, that can be guaranteed you'll get it there in time. So look out for that. Now, now Oklahoma. Oh, jeez, back to this. Has beat they have beat two players, two teams that are no. There you go, three. See, boom. Two of them are six and five, and one is seven and four. So, you, whatever. It's irrelevant because they're going to lose this weekend, and it'll be fine. Correct, and then I'll. Feel, well, they probably will win. Actually, now that we say that, I'll feel better about what I said. Now, game previews. Everyone's favorite thing to do. 
We'll start with Michigan State, who as of midday when I looked it up, they were minus half point favorites. Quite a bit. Versus Penn State at Spartan Stadium. Over under 51 and a half. 3.30 p.m. ABC. Announcing crew. Announcing crew. Ash and whatever the redhead's name is. Demotion to Beth Mowens after the egg they laid against Stop Ohio State. Grant. Jesus Christ. I hope so. Feels appropriate. Doesn't feel anybody. appropriate. Feels right. I don't have any a lot of shitty games on Saturday. This Whoa. Is, there are. Not really. There's a lot of good games. There's a few. There's like four. It's not the best rivalry weekend ever, but rivalry week is always great no matter what. I mean, Huntington Bank Stadium is going to be bumping. I knew that would be your like game that you wanted included. Oh, Minnesota? Minnesota. I did pick them in our thing. I haven't thought about them in a while. Um, also, this is for... The well, ba- Alex, the problem is there's games on like Thursday and Friday. That kind I know of it's weird. Sleep. It's a weird schedule. Um, shame on me for not mentioning it off the rip. The battle for the Land Grant Trophy, one of Best the trophy in sports. better looking trophies in sports. Worst trophy in sports. Um, it's a joke, Evan. Leading question here, Evan. You are the king of this take that Michigan State will end James Franklin's Penn State career. <laughs> is that still happening? Yes, it absolutely is because I will never. Ever think that a team that is led by Sean Clifford and James Franklin will go into a ranked opponent's house and win? James Franklin's one of the most overrated coaches in America, and their offense isn't that good. Sean Clifford will turn the ball over at least once. Before you keep going, Evan. Sean Sean Clifford is probably not playing. So Really? That's even better. And breaking news, we're still only a one-point favorite. Is that true? Yeah, that's He's what I read today. Playing. I read today. He didn't play the last game. What? Michigan broke him. Wow. You're welcome. So let me confirm. Thank you. I appreciate it. But you got keep going. Um, I'll confirm. Um, it, this is, it will be kind of weird because I predicted at the beginning of the season you've been asking Alex that Jim Franklin will be fired after this game. Um, I think it's more going to be like we're parting ways and James Franklin is going to take a different job. Not going to get fired, but he's not going to be with Penn State the following year. Um. You want to like break down the game? I mean, Christian Valu is playing quarterback. I wonder if that's the kid that played against Iowa. Because I guess that's where the preview would start and stop. If that dude plays, even with all Michigan, I thought that kid's name was Bolden. This is a different kid. I could be wrong. This is a different kid. Oh wow! And I'm seeing an article from Sports Illustrated. Quote: He's been ready for the moment. Uh, He was 15 of 24 for 235 and three against Rutgers. Asterisk six against Rutgers. Rutgers has pass. the worst pass defense in the Big Ten. Let me get my eyes well, on this kid. Just in front of us. Second worst. Oh boy, he has a he has a punchable face. I'll tell you that. He's from Ontario. He's Canadian. Um, he only targeted Johan Dotson three times. He was a three-star quarterback out of high school. Six three and a half, two hundred and one pounds. Are you trying to scare us about a Penn State backup quarterback that's played one game this year? No. Why are you so sensitive? I'm just giving people background information on who you're facing. Yeah, he's doing his podcasting duties. You're sensitive. Oh, uh, uh, without my Ohio podcasting State broke duties, you. you guys wouldn't even know that Sean Clifford wasn't playing. Fair. <laughs> uh, you were just going into about yeah, how Sean Clifford was going to carry about inferior programs. Well, we don't we know don't if Sean Clifford's done. He could no, play. 
it just he got hurt in the Rutgers game and didn't come back in. And I read that he's so, not going to play again. Now, but then it's like you don't do anything at work, and Grant and I work our butts off all day. That's why we couldn't look at. I love that narrative. popped up on the Twitter that, that we both all are on. So I just read it and I just moved on. Now, does it cancel out if Michigan State's going through their slew of injuries? Like what Michigan State team? Are, we don't know, but what do you think we're going to see on the field on Saturday? Who's playing? Who's not? We don't know, and we won't know. So that's. Uh, I think a solid of our players are still going to play. Like I still like Harold Joyner running the ball. I think he should get more handoffs. What? Um, Kenneth isn't playing every snap of this game. Um, I well, if there, if Walker's like he's going to get spelled, bag in the NFL. If he's not, like, if we're he, not playing for the Big Ten anymore. If he's not playing, I don't. I wouldn't like Michigan State's chances. Of course, you wouldn't. I, is, that, is that egregious to say that the best player in the country is not running for Michigan State? I don't like their chances. He, he's going to play, I think. So. Alex, not everything is an attack on your school. I'm just trying to talk I, I as just, a national observer. If we, Kenneth Walker doesn't play, I don't like Michigan State. The State's people chances. need to know anyways that you've said for weeks that Michigan State's going to lose to Penn State. Yes, so. this only cements that case. Oh, so. come on, Grant. But, um, okay. Like, could Michigan State lose to Penn State? Absolutely. Yes. Um, but they're not going to because James Franklin's a coach. Um, I'm going off the notion since, like, you know, Kenneth Walker Belly played against Ohio State. Like, he probably won't play that much. Um, so I'm in the impression that he's not going to play. I, like, would see Harold Joyner more. I'd like to see Elijah Collins more. It being senior night, I would expect Elijah Collins to get at least 10 to 15 handoffs if Kenneth Walker's not playing. Now, he's been there since, like, 2012, bro. He's got to be a senior. I this is not the deep water mentality I thought I'd find from two smart fans. Um, deep water mentality, you go on to like any like student group-based thing, it is a just a slew of people selling tickets. <laughs> uh, Elijah Collins is a junior. So. Hmm. Asterisk against Evans. So there's your ticket update that Evans warned you about. People are selling tickets left and right. They will. This stadium will there's be There's going to be no one there. Yeah, there's going to be no one. Yeah, it's going to be yikes. Like, that deep water is going to be, like, shallow water, like, going up against, like, the beach. They're better off with the no deep water sign on Saturday. There's no need. (laughs) You better rip it off. Um, But I still like most of our players that will play, like... Is Reed Based on... Reed's probably not going to play. Oh, my goodness. If Naylor doesn't play and Reed doesn't play, we are talking about Trey Mosley and Keon Coleman. Hey, Alex, welcome to the club. Um, The Penn State club. We still have athletes at I don't some positions. I'm not going to predict we're going to lose, though. Um, they have you know, a like you, you roll out there, and our quarterback is better than their quarterback. That's a plus for us. Yep. Is Peyton Thorne going like, to play at this point? Yes, Peyton Thorne is fully healthy. He's fine. <laughs> and at this point, like most of our defense is healthy. Maybe Crouch won't play. Um, I would say Crouch is probably not going to play. Wolf. I don't know about BBS. BBS. Uh, ben doesn't play anyways. If BVS plays 90% of snaps, does Michigan State still win? No. He's That's all it takes. I found it. I found uh, the line. Noah Harvey, thankfully, will play over him. So that doesn't so have Ma. And Ma will play up. over Ben. Tell Halliday so. should take a day off because that dude's been rocking that club since like week one. <laughs> the clubs is just like, getting out of hand. And like the secondary. secondary I mean, is all the second, right. You is, know, it's just we don't have depth right now, and I think it would be all right. Penn State can't run the ball. True. True. We know that. We've confirmed that. And they have a backup quarterback. Sometimes so it's better. I still though. like our chances. I, it's still at home. It's still senior day, and it's a bounce back spot. You know, you got to get up off the mat after drubbing, and uh, I'm curious to see if they can do it. 
I'm curious to see, I guess, then if Penn State is, like, laying down because they don't have much to play for. But if, like, Parker Washington and Jahan Dawson are out there ripping around, I think it's going to be a long day for the Michigan State second game. And we still have a chance to play, like, a New York Six Bowl if we play well. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's, I think I, it's winning it. I really hope that six. is discussed in the locker room because it has to be. Because New York Six Bowls don't come around often, and it's a, definitely a recruiting tool. It's definitely a good motivation. You need the players. national stage. Absolutely. Need to win. It's good for players, and I still understand the players that don't want to play in the bowl game because they have like NFL futures. But it's good for everybody else to experience that. And we, yeah, we need it for the program. All right, predictions. Must win. Uh, must win meter. Hundred percent must win meter. Fire somebody upon a loss. Um, <laughs> really? I'm looking. At, I'm looking at you, Scotty. Um, if the, I would say fire Scotty if we give up over thirty five. <laughs> Um, Penn State's off score prediction. Yes. What's the over under? Fifty one and a half. Yeah. Well, Michigan State's definitely covering. Exactly. I will go. <laughs> I'll go twenty eight oh. to seventeen. All right. I'll go. Sure. Get after it. Expecting a loss. <laughs> Michigan State. Well, I guess I have to say the winning team first. Penn State. 24. Unbelievable. Michigan no. State, 13. Oh, that's disgusting. 13 points? Yeah, listen to you guys talk about how you may not think Reed and Walker playing. Where's the offense coming from? And Penn State's defense is better than Ohio State's defense. Newsflash. Is Penn State's defense better than Michigan's? Newsflash. It's just as good. They scored 37 against them. Kenneth Walker played in that football game. Kenneth Walker probably is going to play in this game. Maybe I'm hedging if he doesn't. No, this is your just. You said it two weeks ago, and you're just. You have to stick with it. I get it. And I I believe it. I I don't care. I don't. I don't disbelieve it. If anything, it's stronger. I don't care. Um, I'll say it's defensive. Must no. I just don't care about your. You've said this for weeks. I'm used to it. You don't want them to win. That's fine. Correct. I don't want them to win any game they play. Fine. That Uh, doesn't impact my unbiased predictions. I would not fire anyone unless we give up over thirty-five, and then I would fire Hazelton. And I think Michigan so, State will win. Well, I was going to say the same score Evan said. I'll go, uh, I think it'll be close, 27-24. All right. Now, to the game of the year in the Big Ten Conference. What's going to decide the East? Or chance to Indy. And what might decide Jim Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan if it hasn't already a been decided? football quarterfinal game. Yeah, I love that. It, it is playoff season. It, this is the playoffs. Michigan plus seven and a half versus Ohio State in Ann Arbor. Over under 63 and a half. Big noon kickoff on Fox. We already know the announcers. I guess we'll start with the listener questions, at least one of them, because it's a good opening question. Is this the most important game in Jim Harbaugh's career outside of the Super Bowl where he faced his brother? It's just as important when they lost when JT got the first. So it's as it's of equal importance. I am going on the limb that it's, it's, I think it's more important than the 2016 game. I think... It's not as important as a Super Bowl. Now I don't know where you Super Bowl is more important. I don't know what you're thinking about, like NFC Conference Championship games when they beat the Packers. That was insane. But like I don't know how to rate that. I don't know about like 
any of the games at Andrew Luck. I didn't do that much research for it. I'm just telling you, like, in my gut, what I would feel like, this has to be probably second behind that Super Bowl because he's, like, from Michigan and, like, hates Ohio State. And, like, this is, like, a feels like a make-or-break year for him as a, as a coach at Michigan. I think the NFL playoffs are more important to him. Probably. Just guessing. So the NFC Championship game and Super Bowl and the other NFC Championship game they lost, I would put in front of this game. But that's just me. Evan, your thoughts? This is the most important game. Yes, this is the most important game in Jim Harbaugh's career. More than this Super Bowl. This team defines him as than- a coach. Yes, more important than the Super Bowl. I love it. Yes. I don't this is him. more important than the 2016 game, the 2018 game. I think game. the stakes are higher for him as a coach. I think maybe I'm just misreading but the question. you're not going to get fired if when you lose that Super Bowl. That, that's what I mean. Ball. But that game to him was probably more important. Like He wants to win the Super Bowl. Care about how he felt personally. This game he wants to win the Super Bowl more than he wants to beat Ohio State. I mean, come on. You think? This game has the biggest career implications, maybe? There we go. Correct. Agree with that. It does. I don't fucking know. I don't care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but I thought it was this a good is question. Bigger, this, is, this game is way bigger than the 2016 game because he is in a long tenure at Michigan, and he hasn't beat Ohio State yet. Yes. Like, if you look at the 2016 loss, brutal loss, as a Michigan fan, you probably hate your life still. <laughs> but you're like, okay, um... It's only like his second season. We have so much going for him. The freshness in the car has worn off. It was a fresh, shiny Maserati, yeah. and now it's a beat-down Ford F-150. No offense to now Ford F-150. I finally ripped but... off the sticker, and it's just it's just a bug. It's just Herbie, Herbie fully loaded. It, it's Herbie, Herbie fully loaded, Evan. One, that rings. It started, <laughs> it started out as a fresh 5950 hat with a sticker on, and now it's a sweated-through dad hat that you're ashamed to wear out in public. Yeah. Um. So, with that being said, then would a win this Saturday negate the previous six years of letdown? Letdown, as the listener defines, is not making a trip to Indy. Yes. Yeah, I agree, 100%. 100%. How could it 100% not? 100% What, what like, six years before? What are you talking about? They beat Ohio State. <laughs> exactly. Would they lose to Wisconsin? forget about those six years? Because you can just hang your hat over this, and it's always, what have you done for me recently? And this is the number one thing. Yep. Why is Grant accepting defeat like a coward before we've even kicked off? We're not there yet. I'll get to that. Well, I just wanted to make sure that was out there. First of all, if Michigan loses, likely, is Harbaugh gone after this year? Let's do what do you think will happen and what would you do? No. If you made the decisions. I don't think he will be gone. I don't think he's gone either. Evan? He's gone. He is not gone. Okay. Now, you're AD at Michigan. Would you make a change? Do we know who the change is going to be? Like, who's the guy? You could decide. You're the AD. But we can just get anyone we want. Not anyone. I'll shoot it down if it's unreasonable. As someone who has a good pulse of what they, I think they could attain, I'll let you know if you could get him. Luke Fickle? I think you could get Luke Fickle. It'd be a bag, but what, I think you could get him. What about Brian Kelly? No. What about... Is he gone? I don't know. I'm just wondering. But you would want Brian Kelly taking over the program after Jim Harbaugh? What about Joe Brady? No, you could not get him. Dude, he's an NFL offensive coordinator. Evan, these are hypotheticals. Maybe I'm not the same. This is a good test of uh, these are all you're saying. These are all guys you'd rather have coach at Michigan if you were the AD than Harbaugh. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so that's good to know as well. 
Yeah, I would take Joe. We don't have to get too deep into this because honestly, the game is more important. Like, this might mean nothing if they win because he's not getting fired and I don't want to fire him. But I'll say this before we get into the game so I don't flip flop. If they lose this game, especially if it's not close, I'm totally cool moving on from him, even after this season. Totally cool and wanting him gone are different. Answer the question. Do you want him gone after this if they lose? It's not fair. Tell me how they lose. They lose 41 to 17. Yeah, I see you. Okay, next question. Well, I guess it's the wise grant accepting defeat like a coward. Oh, wait, Evan, would you would you get rid of him? I would not get rid of him. No matter the outcome of the game. That's because you guys are Michigan State fans and you like being able to No, there's multiple reasons why. And if you were going to get rid of him, you should have done it last year. You're at 10 wins. Uh, most of your offense is going to be coming back next year. Yeah. Well, and what, JJ's transferring. We, we discussed this at the beginning of the year. Definitely would is. Harbaugh go if he lost like a bunch of players? We said no because of the new coaching staff he brought in. Yeah, I do like them. Well, I like some of them. Listener also wants to know, listener is a Michigan fan, why is Grant accepting defeat in like this game? Like a coward. Like a coward before we've even kicked off. I've been told that friendship is on the line if I don't put my nuts on the table, quote, and say that Michigan's going to win. Well, guess what? It's going to be a good test of the friendship because I don't think Michigan's winning this football game. And I'm not going to sit here and try to pretend like they're going to win. Am I going to root as a Michigan fan as hard as I can during the game? As long as the game's close? Absolutely. He's fart. <laughs> no, it's this thing, dude. I thought I'd fart because it's <laughs> No. This, I home kind of spurt sometimes. But yeah, that's what I thought you I will said. do whatever I can in my power to try to will this team to victory. But I'm not an insane person. I used to be when it came to this team. And we all know the definition of insanity is expecting a different outcome and trying the same thing. And this has been happening for years. We can just get into the quick rundown of why Grant's accepting defeat. You can call it a coward you want. Okay? Since 2001, Michigan's won this game twice. Okay? Well, that could just sink in for like five minutes and think about. Since 2001, won. Michigan years. has won twice. Two wins in 20 years. One was in 2003, and the other was in 2011. You know how, like, when people say, like, when something happens a long time, they'll say, like, what the, the gas price was, what was the hot movie in box theaters? I just thought in my life. In 2011, the last time Michigan won this game, I was 15 years old. I couldn't drive a vehicle by myself, and I was a virgin. Okay? <laughs> so, those are some things and that were... up still in. Those are stop. <laughs> stop it. Those are some things going on in my life. I was 15 years old. I'm 24 now. I was 15. Why would I think that this team's going to be different? Like, why? And especially after what I watched last Saturday against a team that beat Michigan. What, what am I going to see magically pull out of thin air that's like, you know what? Michigan could win this game. Obviously, they could. It's college football. Crazy things happen. But I'm not going to sit here and, like, predict it or try to, like, sell people on why it's going to happen. So that's, that's where it starts. I mean. Want to get into juicy X and O's? Or? I would say if you want to play the spin zone to give you hope, if you want to latch on to something to think that maybe they could win, has nothing to really do with these teams. But – this is the first time in the rivalry history since 1997 that a one-win Michigan one, – no, sorry, one-loss Michigan team is hosting the game in Ann Arbor. It has been true that whenever the game's massive like this and it's like the top five showdown, it's in Columbus, which sucks because that place is a zoo. In one of the games, LeBron's crew was on the sideline, making it even worse for me. But I guess I would say the keys overall to this game – is like we did for Michigan State, 
in my opinion. I'm curious to see what you guys think because obviously you guys were locked in, watch your team play them. Getting pressure on C.J. Stroud with your two NFL edge rushers is super important. Like it, he has to feel pressure, and it'll only be more beneficial if that pressure doesn't have to come through sacrificing a guy on a blitz. He could probably need as many men in coverage as you can muster in this game with still getting pressure. Two, I would say probably the biggest one in the game is just limiting the big plays from Ohio State. I do think Michigan State could have made a slightly closer game if like, they didn't give up 40-plus-yard touchdown passes. Like, There's one thing to get scored on a lot and make the other team chew clock. It becomes a whole different can of worms and unattainable when they're hitting on bombs from the 50-yard line, and then it's like, okay, well, there goes that. And then lastly, it just relates back to um, kind of the Michigan State point with the running game. is like Michigan has to assert themselves in the running game um, on that side of the football. They can't be letting Haskell Garrett dart in for several tackle for losses and things like that. Like, you have to run the ball on two clock. Luckily for Michigan, we know that a Harbaugh coach team is not going to abandon the run. They will try to bully teams. So that, you know, you won't abandon it. True. <laughs> any, anywhere you guys want to hop? Back off of, no, to yeah. back off of that, I think it's actually going to be beneficial that the one kind of Harbaugh is stubborn. No, I agree. Play call I was serious. Philosophy. It's actually going to be beneficial. It could be. You might hate your life, and you might hate your life and think, "Why are we running the ball when we can't move the ball?" Well, it, there's reasons for it, and that's one of the reasons why Michigan State should ran the ball more. Three yards in a cloud of dust. So, well, how do you I mean, how do you guys see Haskins? Matches? He is the better running back of everybody, everybody on your team, and I think he's a bigger body running back. I think it's beneficial. Mm-hmm. I see the matchups. Any matchups you're looking at? Anything that, like, I guess we know how all three of us think the game is going to go, or like that it's not, it's not feasible. Maybe Evan, maybe Evan's going to surprise us. But I guess, like, if you're going to, I guess for this, for the sake of Michigan listeners, give us the spin zone of like the strategy if you're going to win this game as Michigan. I just wanted to say one other thing. Uh, getting pressure on Stroud, I saw a stat he has 16 touchdowns, zero interceptions when facing the blitz this year. And like an 80% completion percentage. Which is probably a lot higher for you. So, yeah, probably went up. Which is impressive. And that's why so I think the key is getting, the, tough to rattle. getting that in, that blind pressure from, from edge rushers not blitzing. Yeah. Yep. Um, so spin zone, well, how can Michigan win? Like strategy, yeah. I don't know. Something. Uh, don't blitz, number one. Just get pressure with the front four. You can do that. It'll help you out a lot, like you said. Two, just drop in coverage and just nothing over the top and just make them go all the way down the field and hope that they mess up in the red zone. Just, so don't do what Michigan State did, have blunders in the secondary and have safeties not running with them and get beat over the top. Don't get beat over the top, no matter what. Give up 10 yards. Don't give up 50. And then offensively, you got to try to establish the run. and You have to be stubborn about it. And I think Harbaugh will. And then if you can get the run game going a little bit, the play action could open up, and that's when you could strike on a big play or on maybe like one of your Eric All tight end crossers or something. I don't know. But I, if you establish the run and you prevent the, the big plays, you can stay in the game for a while. Evan? Um, does help it be at home, 100%. I think it, the home crowd could impact it. I, I hope so. I can get all those old geezers up and rocking. Um, 
You're going to have to tell them actually to stand up. I don't think um, Michigan fans I, like that. Uh, well, that's a problem. Uh, it, it's a test for your new defense coordinator. He can't change personnels. He can't rotate defensive guys because Ohio State does run no bottles. They go fast. They go fast, fast. And if Michigan State can get Michigan in a tizzy over that, Ohio State's going to have no problems. So they need to yes, be honest. So that's one fix you have to have. And I honestly think you have to play like NFL does, and he might do it since he can't play the NFL. You just have to leave a safety deep in the middle of the field, 15, 20 yards back, and say, everything is staying in front of us. I don't care what's happening. You put a safety just in the middle of the field deep, and you say, look at us now. Yeah, yeah they might hit you to death, and it's going to be annoying to watch, but it's like the sacrifice you have to take. And then when you get in the red zone, windows get smaller, play column gets tougher, smaller, um, and then that's defensively. And I agree with you, Grant, I think you have to get pressure with four. Um, when you do blitz, it, it has to be you gotta get there. flawless. It, it's got to get there. Um, it, it's, I want to say you have to take away his first option, but it's so hard to guess like what his first option is. He's beyond his freshman capability. He doesn't look just to one side like some freshman quarterbacks do. He's actually scans the entire field. Um, then offensively, offensively, I think you got to get cute. You, you got to open up the entire playbook. There's got to be plays in the folder that you haven't looked at in six years. You have to run a couple trick plays. You have to run something on special teams that they haven't seen before. Um, and then time of possession. One other thing. Uh, if you get if you do get to the red zone, you have to score touchdowns. You cannot kick field goals. You cannot do what you did against Michigan State. Has to get in the end zone. I think 100% agree. I think some things strategy-wise that I want to see and maybe fans can look out for is I think – as much as like Josh Ross is a captain and has played well in most of the games this year, I think this could be a big Mike Barrett game where you put him as a hybrid linebacker. He's way faster, better in coverage, and you just let – like if Ohio State's going fast, like we may not see Josh Ross on the field for a whole defensive drive, maybe until the red zone, and like you let Michael Barrett sit there with the other linebacker, uh, Hill Green or Colson, and figure it out because like on the crossing routes, I just still have PTSD from 2018. Like – Josh Ross is not going to excel there. So I don't know how you're going to utilize that. Or you do what Mike McDonald's been doing a lot is where you disguise it and you have uh, one of the defensive linemen drop back and just try to like just level a guy running a crossing route. Do that, you know. Well, utilize the legal contacts that you're allowed to make in college to, to negate it. I honestly think if I was Mike McDonald and the defense, I would be totally cool in trying to let Trevion Henderson run for like 175 in this game or more. Like – they're obviously the best. He's still good. He's great. He's a great running back. Their best asset is how they get away in games with their passing. So, like Evan said, too high shell, whatever you need, put that one safety way back. If Trevor Henderson's going to run for 175, he's going to run for 175. And I think that just like shrinks the game enough where you can hang around in it longer. And then maybe offensively, don't be afraid to throw the deep bomb. Like, it's, they don't do it a lot, but like, you can't be afraid of it. Obviously, we listen. We have a friend, Ohio State fan. Like he's talking about the secondary, it's just a bunch of young guys. Like their defense is young. They, they're going to play okay because they're Ohio State. Like there's talent there, but that's not the strength. Like you have to challenge it. Maybe you'll get a friendly PI call at home. Like those are things that are going to swing games where you just have to take shots downfield and you can't be afraid 
in like your average depth of throw for Cade is like six yards. Like it has to, the ball has to be slung if you're going to throw a pick and lose a game. So be it. But you can't you can't be afraid to lose the game. You have to go and try to actively win a game like this, and that's something that Jim Harbaugh's not great at. That's why they choked in 2016 because it was very passive uh, at points. One little really stupid nugget, but something to watch out for that'll probably happen is I've seen Cade throw. He likes to like change his arm slot. He's throwing a lot of like low sidearm type throws that tend to get batted down the line, or he's even hit the offensive lineman in the helmet like twice this year. And I saw Ohio State's D-line knock down a million throws against uh, Michigan State. So that's something just to keep your eye on. They're probably be swatting balls down left and right. really think that's that's it. I will say I don't anticipate this game as ugly as the Michigan State game. That might be like a well-dug grant. Like, the, like we said, that was a historic top 10 blowout. Like I do expect for me to like have a reason to watch this game going into the third quarter. And mid-third quarter, still be thinking, like, okay, if they get a stop and a score, this will be a game. Um, and just based on, like, what I've seen throughout my life, yes, like I said, they're not winning the games. But the games have, and historically, have not been done at halftime. It's been a, it's where it gets away from you in the third quarter, and then it spirals. Because, obviously, in rivalry games, they don't take their foots off the uh, gas, and they run it up. So, that's what happens. I mean, even, like, in the 62-39 year, that was, it was still a game, like, at the start of the third quarter. So I'm hoping that's the case, that it's at least an enjoyable football game for the country. And now we will get to the obvious part, the predictions, and the must-win meter. Evan, take it away. Predictions. Expecting a loss. I mean, the first two plays had penalties, and then they didn't do anything wrong the rest of the game. That's a good point. I thought like we were going to be in a for a Michigan State upset game after the way they handled the opening kick and then false started out. Yeah. I was like, Michigan State's here, baby. And then, no. Uh, spin zone had cool helmets, cool uniforms. <laughs> I think they put for us. Great. Um, score prediction, staying on, staying on track. just don't see it. I just don't see how. It'd be kind of close, though. Come on, Evan. <laughs> I like it. Look at how disheveled his hair gets. He's just thinking. Spin. I'll say... The most listened oh, Ryan to. Ryan said he wants to hang 100, and they uh, they deflected him last year. No, but I heard that okay. he got confused because he thought the state was crossed out on your jerseys and thought you guys were Michigan. Stop. Oh, I'll say 48 to 20. Fuck, guys. Alex. Uh, expecting loss. Michigan doesn't have the playmakers on the outside on offense. Ohio State is unbelievable. Ohio State, I do think, Grant, it'll be close in the third quarter in terms of it'll be a two-score game in the third quarter. Um, but the Take final it. score will be 51-17. Whoa. So heavy escalation. So it's 27-17 to 17 potentially? A half. In the third quarter? A half. And then it just goes. Yes, just like it does every year. That's not true, though. Almost every year. No, it's really not true. Fine, fifty-one seventeen. Don't need to back it up. Like we'll see. No, I agree, but I just I want I understand the, the last couple twenty eighteen twenty nineteen have been disgusting. The end, last two end results, but like for a large chunk of those eighteen matchups that have gone Ohio State's way, they've been really close games, and especially when Michigan teams have been dog dog shit and they've competed against a much. Like I think Michigan's been a higher ranked team twice in that in that time frame. So they do they do find a way to get up for it. Obviously, they have to. But I will say for the program and for what like it feels, it's a must win. You have to win this game when you have a chance at home. It's a must win. 
Uh, do I think they'll win? No, obviously. I've said that several times. But it is a must-win. Like, the, the stakes of the game, like, you can't go into this as a fan and be like, oh, like, we're just going to get our doors blown off. I would expect to get a loss. Like, this team, blah, blah, blah. It's a must-win mentality. However, I think, I guess my score prediction in this case would be Ohio State 38, Michigan 27. That's close. That's a lot of points for Michigan. Yeah, uh, Purdue put up 31. I don't think, like, in garbage time. I don't think Ohio State's defense is good. I think they're an average unit, and they have an elite offense. Um, so, I, don't, I mean, college football, 24, 27 points is not that much. It'd be below Michigan's average on the year. 51-17. 40, what did I say? 42-24? I said Something like that. 48 20, maybe? 21, maybe? Great memory on this. 25 20? And I'll go ahead and just get a 20. I don't know, maybe 42 20. Our closing topic here Thanksgiving. The weekend that this game falls on every single year. Um, I just want to get out of the way now. I apologize to the country for having to watch Tim Boyle versus Andy Dalton to kick off your. Could be David Blau after this week. Yeah, to kick know. off your football. Of, um, I hope so. I hope it is David Blau. I apologize for having to watch either Tim Boyle or David Blau versus <laughs> Jared Goff. Kind of practice today. I apologize for having to watch Jared Goff, Tim Boyle, or David Blau versus Andy Dalton. <laughs> but you get to have a apologize for having to watch Detroit lie down. You get to watch DeAndre Swift. Um, and I, you know, for years I would defend it and be like, no, like at least give the Lions this game. I'm completely fine if the NFL takes away Thanksgiving from our franchise. We don't deserve it, frankly. We don't. It doesn't belong in Detroit. We stink so bad. You can't if 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 you are the first franchise ever to go zero and sixteen twice. Whoa. What? We aren't going to tie. We tied a game. Yeah, 0 16 and 1. Boom. 0 16 twice. That's not the same. Oh, it is. It's 0 16 twice. That's not the same. It yeah. 100% is. You lost 16 games. Lions oh, 16 twice sounds good. Lions are going to win. I hope you do. 0 16 twice. There needs to be a punishment for that. Take away Thanksgiving forever. Lions never get to play on a Thanksgiving game ever again. The Lions Forever. will win. <laughs> Lions are going to win Thursday. Whoa! Um, Short week. We're going to catch them while they're down. Now, what's more important, the food. I'm a ham guy. There, I said it. I don't think that's crazy. Now, there's not that many people that go out there and be like, yeah, I love turkey. I was going to say. It feel good that you guys said that. Isn't tur- turkey universally regarded as overrated and only used because of the tradition? Yes. Yeah. Correct. It's just a dry meat. And it's so dry. It's just a gravy funnel. If you smother in gravy, this one you just gotta down it in gravy, and it makes it so much better. But low key, I think the best part of turkey is like turkey leftovers. You just make a turkey sandwich with it because it's lathered in other stuff. Um, I don't lather them that much stuff. I just make it like a regular turkey sandwich. I think you have to though. Like I, I agree with him, but you gotta have both. Like you can't just skip and go just ham. That seems a little much. No, I mean I still eat turkey. It's just I don't love it. I think turkey should be present. It's there. It's not like what well, we just have a ham and there's no turkey. How do you, how do you guys do your turkey? Just well, a basic oven? I don't know. My grandmother listens to this podcast, but she's not much of a chef. So the turkey's never too good. Shot, Grandma. Yikes. But I won't be there this year. I'll be at the other side of the family. So I'm expecting great food on that. Um, typically, someone, either my uncle or uh, cousins, 
Well, they'll broil it right in the garage. They'll get that little uh, silver stand up and they'll just be dunking oh, that thing. turkey has got to be so much. It's got to be good if they're deep frying it. It's not bad. Deep fried turkey is good. But turkey itself is just nervous. not like good. It's not bad. It's probably better than a lot of them out there, but it's not good. You know what's the best turkeys? The turkey legs that Spartan Stadium used to have. Those were superior. Mm, those were good. Mm. Um, any thoughts on other dishes? Stuffing is the most overrated food for Thanksgiving. Wow. I'm not a cranberry sauce guy. I'm not either. Doesn't get me. I don't mind stuffing. I don't know how people love... I don't know how you like stuffing so much. It's wet, soggy bread. Uh, It's not always wet, I would say. (laughs) Uh, Maybe yours is, but I don't think it's supposed to be wet. It's... Baked bread. It's not. But why wet? It, Where's the wetness? Do you see how people make it? It is like you just put wet <laughs> ingredients together. It's like disgusting. <laughs> I've never had wet stuffing. I mean, the bread's not. It's dry. not completely. It's not completely dry. It's like moist. Oh. It's moist bread. But like when you said wet, good. I was imagining like soaking wet bread. This <laughs> is <just> gross. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's not yeah, great. It's not good. I'm um, a mashed potato guy. Do you take a spoonful? Do you take a spoonful of stuffing at Thanksgiving? I feel obligated yeah. to put a little bit stuffing. of everything on my plate. Yes, I do not touch it. Haven't <laughs> touched it in probably twenty years. Now, granted, my family also has this weird oyster stuffing. I don't touch that. I mean, that's a no for oh. me. So, elaborate. Care to elaborate? And that stuffing is what. It's like the ocean. You know, oysters are aphrodisiac. Yes. Which means they make you want to get it on. I don't eat it. So that's the end of that. Do you guys have mac and cheese on Thanksgiving? Are you stealing off my thing? I wrote, do you guys think of mac and cheese as a Thanksgiving dish? No, I didn't even know you wrote that. I wish it was in our Thanksgiving, but most of the time it is not brought to Thanksgiving. Same, but I think it should be. Uh... I, I think it's I think it's a southern thing. I think more southern families bring mac and cheese to them too. I just love mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is always at thank, every Thanksgiving I've been through. As I don't like love it, it's okay. But I, I feel spoiled yeah, now because you guys want it. it I don't need it. Well, Grant doesn't like uh, carbs. False. It's not true. Anything with noodles. Not true. Pretty much true. We have cheesy potatoes. I, I love really cheesy have potatoes. Noodles. Ooh, what noodles are you having at Thanksgiving? No, I just meant in general. Just in general. Grant doesn't like it. Sidetrack. We're on Thanksgiving. This is probably a hotter take. I'm not a cheesy potato guy. And I usually get shot for that. I don't know. I don't Yeah, and I'm not talking about... I'm not saying au gratin. Au gratin potatoes stink. I'm talking cheesy, like, on the top, crusted, baked potatoes. I just don't know what it is. I just... Maybe texture. Like, I don't know. I did. I don't like them. I, I don't get it. I've but you never, like mashed. Dude, what do you eat at Thanksgiving? Uh, mashed. You don't like oyster, the turkey. You oysters. don't like the stuffing. You don't like cheesy potatoes. I, I don't mind the stuffing. Oysters. I eat the stuff. Oysters. Um, for one. Uh, I eat... We usually have corn. You don't like cranberry sauce. Ew. Corn stinks. Uh, I eat mashed potatoes. I eat turkey. I still oh. eat it. I don't like hate turkey. Mashed potatoes, honestly, are on the same tier as turkey for me. They're just gravy funnels. It's not that good. 
Right, I do gravy. It's oh, a good. The I, best, I, I down my mashed potatoes and butter, so it's completely. The best good. thing about mashed potatoes is it's a great texture to have on your plate because when you need just a soft little bite, it's perfect. We usually have like some green beans casserole. <laughs> green bean casserole, elite. That would be I one like of the that. top of my Thanksgiving drafts. Um, you know, crescent rolls or some some sort uh, of. Oh, rolls are just a waste because it fills you up when you have better food. Just to load eat. them up with butter, and you know, you get after it. I don't know. I like most of the Thanksgiving food. I just think Thanksgiving is, in general is overrated. Whoa. It's definitely not. It's one of the best holidays. Pumpkin. Oh, you, you give thanks for your family. Come on. That's not what I'm oh, really I wasn't saying that. About. I was just saying your <laughs> food. I just meant the, like, the feast itself. Like, why not just like have an awesome dinner, but it doesn't have to be like turkey, mashed potatoes, cranberries. I would, why does it have to be that? The pilgrims, bro. <laughs> Pumpkin pie is the only pumpkin thing I like. Pumpkin pie is okay. I'm a pumpkin pie is elite. What pecan it's pie? Food. It doesn't. Nothing comes close to. There's Evan's pick. Close. Elite. We found it. We uncovered it. The pumpkin pie. Is it's it pecan pie. or pecan? Pecan or pecan? I'm I'm a simpleton. Pecan. I say pecan. I'm a pecan. I'm a pecan. Guy. Pecan makes me think that I have my pinky up and I'm drinking. Oh, so pecan. Uh, regardless, <laughs> pecan pie. That's my favorite pie. Ew. Alamo. That's so on brand for you. It's pumpkin pie is better if it's like been in the fridge and it's a little firmer. To pecan pie, yeah, it's not that good. What? It's phenomenal. But the pie details are actually really good. Yeah, I like those, those are good with a little some like cinnamon on them. But pie is basically just either a whipped cream or ice cream funnel for me as well. Like it's just like what can I add onto it to make it taste better? Do you like any food without sauce or some like dressing or condiment? Ham. That's the only thing you like in life Coffee. that you can eat by itself. No, I'm talking about Thanksgiving. Like no, it, no Grant, it's probably true. No. You're a condiment funnel. Now, here's one thing. So, you have Look like... Look at your, that. He avoided it. He you have... It. I do I do like... I like sauce. I like the sauce. You're a condiment funnel. <laughs> um, you talked about the oysters. I don't know if Evan has anything unique. My unique thing that kind of stinks because as... Unless, I don't get to taste it unless we're with the whole family, but maybe I should try to make my own recipe. As a little appetizer, we would always have a chicken jalapeno homemade soup, and it's unbelievable. It's so good. good. It's like a creamy, like, not too thick, and it's like shredded chicken, and it's like bits of jalapenos. It's unbelievably good, and it's like spicy, and it's like the perfect, ugh. I am getting hungry. So that was always like my favorite Thanksgiving thing, because it's like, it's unique, not, I mean, and it's just, I only get it that time, and it's so great. And I just want it that. And a paper, a little, a little plastic styrofoam bowl. That's how we always have it. Oh, little crackers too. Okay. Um, do you guys? Dinner. When do you guys eat? Do you guys eat during the Lions game? Is that when dinner is oh, had? Jesus. What? Yes, it's been a debacle for years. <laughs> what? My grandma. Because our state is super unique. Because our team plays at twelve thirty, so that changes when food's served. Yeah, I love my grandma. Right. Of course. I don't know. It sounds like you may not. I mean, chapter cooking. Now you're about to say something else. But everything before, but she just, you know, every year, you know, the Lions were like decent for a while. So this Thanksgiving game yes, is like mattering. Calvin we, Johnson, three touchdowns. Like we needed to win. It was like playoff push type game. And I swear to God, every single morning I get to my grandmother's house and I'm like, hey, the Lions game's at 1230, as always. And it's probably going to be over around like 430-ish to be safe. So we should eat after that. Every year. Two o'clock. Dinner's ready. Turn the TV off. 
So we all have to sit. Oh, see, we just leave the TV on. So. Sit at the table, makes me turn the TV off. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? So then one year, we're sitting at the table. I, just, I took the remote with me to the table and turned the television on. And I could like see it in the background. She's like, oh, you don't need to be watching that. It's a football game. So that's just, that's my gripe. Every year, my grandmother just plans the dinner in the middle of the football game. And we're not, we don't like, I know a lot of families like eat wherever. Like you just kind of like somewhere around the, the house. Like everyone's just sitting on the couch eating. No, like we got to sit at the table. We got a kid's table and no TV and all this. And it's just like, you know. What do you guys talk about? Like your life? Oh, we go around the table and say what we're thankful for. And <laughs> oh, God. like. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I've actually done that shtick of that like in a while. Every year. And it's just like, God, am I living in the 1900s? I just don't know. And I just, that's why, like, you know, this year I was pretty against going to uh, yeah, that side really of the family's house. And we're not. So, you're gonna be no, but you're, this year would be the year to go and just be like, yeah, you know what, Grandma? Let's keep that TV off all day. We don't need to see a snap of this game. You're right because it's like they stink. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of my family. It's just like that. Could, that Thanksgiving agenda could be done a lot better. Wow, I can't relate to a single thing that you laid out there. Everyone's just sitting in like folding chairs, sometimes in a garage. One year. Sometimes it's in a garage watching the game. Not to keep going on this, but one year we did Saturday Thanksgiving because I was on the other side of the family on Thanksgiving, and it was the Michigan-Ohio State game, 2016 game. And not on TV. And she's like, dinner time, and I just put my foot down. I'm like, I am not eating right now. And I came to dinner when the game ended. Because I was like, there's just no way that I'm going to not watch the end of this football game. I mean, some of my best memories are just being, like, mid-bite and then, like, a terrible Lions quarterback throwing a pick and everyone in the garage going, oh, typical Lions. It should be also known <laughs> that the only people that care about the Lions at that Thanksgiving are my dad and I. So we're the only ones who are watching. Damn. And everyone else is, like, doesn't give a shit. Damn. A lot of females. It's a female-dominant family. That, that makes me appreciate how good I used to have it, like, in my high school and early college years of our, like, massive 40-person family set up. It, like, it was legitimately all dudes in the garage and then all the females in the house doing female things. And then you'd go in and they wouldn't even be watching the Cowboys game before. They'd be watching, like, American Idol. I'm like, this is your guys' Thanksgiving? You should see what's going on out there. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> like that at all. That's probably why I think Thanksgiving's overrated. Oh, absolutely. You're missing out. Yeah, (laughs) my Thanksgiving just is not that exciting. Um, I hope my grandparents or anyone that goes to this Thanksgiving doesn't listen. (laughs) I hope your sister... Dad, if you're listening, don't tell anyone. I hope your sister plays plays this audio. She's not going to get this far in the show. (laughs) Um, Evan, do you eat during the game? Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately... We're like an afternoon kind of eat family, and so we usually eat during the game. But in defense, the TV stays on, and it's always like playing in the background. And there's most of the time, like we eat around like the table, and like just the TV is just like front and center. Who comes to your things? As it should be. 
we're getting way off topic. Well, it depends on like like every other year. Like I go to one side of the family, then the other year I go to the other side of the family. Is it ever at your house? Um, we have been hosting it when uh, it's my mom's side of the family. This year it's my dad's side of the family. I believe I'm correct on that. Um, so TV's always on though. Lions game's always on. Cowboys game's always on after that. Doesn't get turned off. I might, I might be most extreme. I feel like I'm like the minute I get to where I'm going at like noon, I'm already picking food, and then like I'm eating a full meal like at twelve thirty, like sitting down, like eating, eating at twelve thirty. So I know Thanksgiving prep takes a lot of work. So shout out to all the people that are prepping that food that early. Unbelievable. I would just like to say I'm very thankful that my grandma does prepare all this. Let's just not let that that not lose sight of that. And it's good to know, like, you know, what you enjoy. So when you're running your own Thanksgiving, you might have different setups. It'll be a lot different. It will be barbecue buffet. I probably, Ooh. well, yeah, I don't know if I'd go that way. What? I mean, I'm just thinking I'm probably not going to be cooking Thanksgiving dinner all by myself. I can't ever imagine that I'm just like the full-on chef the whole day. Because that means I would miss football. God forbid. God forbid, right? <laughs> Just have, just have multiple TVs in the house. Boom. TV in the kitchen. Life goals. Last thing, though. Uh, every time we do the little stupid thank you circle thing. Yeah, what do you say? Family. Dude? Every time. Do you go first? Yeah. You, you got Every go single first. time. I go first. What are you thanking for? Family. And it's hey, like, now, sister, I want you to say, just like, look down and just be like, I am so thankful. Pause for a second. And then all I want you to say is just Mel Tucker. That's all I want <laughs> I was about to say that, dude. Sam, thank you. And then, like, who's next? Keep, keep chopping. Mel Tucker. Let's chop, baby. <laughs> chop like <light. laughs> uh, Oh, Alex, you ruined this favorite holiday. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's something. But I won't I won't be there this year. It'll be a little different. All right. Well, here's the show. Social accounts, shout out us everywhere. Follow on for clips, cut-ups of the show, graphics, predictions, all that good stuff. Where to listen, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, rate and review on all those. Submit any questions. Great job on questions this week, everyone. They really help get the show flowing and we get to interact and basically answer what you guys want to hear. So it's better for everyone. Um, with all that being said, cheers to close out episode 47 and to Michigan shocking the college football world. Cheers to Michigan state basketball going to dominate the Bahamas this week. Hmm. Cheers to my basketball team only having one loss and to Thanksgiving. Ciao.